Uh, remember, kids, that there is no I in team, but there is an I in I'm peaking. As in, welcome back to the I'm peaking podcast. My name is Daniel. <laughs> I really like that. That's the first time we've had an intro like that. I he really actually like that. test ran that in the car at EDC oh, Orlando. Yeah. So. He did, he did. <laughs> um, oh, uh, I thought you guys were going to also introduce yourselves. You, you're talking, so yeah. you introduce yourself uh, well, I first. I already said I'm Daniel. And then you oh, you did. Guest. Yeah. Oh. Then you introduce so, our guest. Again. Oh, yes. I'm Daniel, a.k.a. Lil California. And today we also have a special <laughs> guest uh, on this side, and that is Lil Texas. What's up, everybody? Yeah. In the flash here. I'm, what's up, what's up. I'm also your host, Nand. I'm also a host, Devin. And we also have another special guest today as well, Sad Girls Dub, a.k.a. Haley, hi. <laughs> I thought your name was Courtney. What the hell? Yeah, what is it? It's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Haley. I thought it was Haley. It's Haley. It's Haley. Don't worry. I have two. She goes I have by like many an alter aliases. ego. I have a, like a festival alter ego. Alter ego? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that festival alter ego is Courtney? Yeah, it I is. See. Yeah. Fun, fun <laughs> fact, uh, my festival alter ego is uh, Jared Ficklesnitch. They, oh. These guys know. Every time, like I have lore, I have background, I have everything about Jared Ficklesnitch. When I'm like really, really drunk, Jared comes out to play. Yeah, he gets sassy as fuck. I get so sassy, man. No, Jared, Jared's kind of scary. He likes to hump the air, like just yeah. very, very vigorous. He also likes to yell in your ear a lot. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. that's not just your ear. Like I, so I stim a lot. So like, like, like my ADHD. I stim a yeah, lot. I stim a lot. My ADHD brain. I just want to scream at every like thirty seconds when I'm at a festival. Like if there's a really good drop, a really good moment. Like I know everyone's like, oh my god, this feels great. No, I want to scream, and I, yeah. I will do exactly that. And then like everyone's like, oh yeah, you're gonna lose your voice. My voice isn't gone. Not Jared. <laughs> not Jared. Not Jared. <laughs> oh yeah, it's by the way, it's really cold and um. I'm just gonna. It's cold. It's winter. Hey, that's a really nice blanket. Where'd you get that from, Nan? Well, it's from where? Where apparel? It's, oh it's... no way! Would those also happen to be the people who are letting us use this super nice studio? How convenient that is, you know? Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. That's that's so crazy. But it it is actually very cold. It actually rained today. It did rain it today. Never rains actually. But um, yeah, just to, just want to give a quick moment to shout out Wear It Apparel for um, also, I mean, not only the sick blanket and uh, sick clothes, which we've worn before, but for also lending us this beautiful studio um, that we have now and is the reason why we're able to still make these podcast episodes. So uh, if you guys want to, please go check them out. Um, go check out their website. They make customizable uh, clothes either for raves or just for any uh, situation, any scenario. Um, and yeah, thank you guys. Wear it. They're very affordable too. Yeah. Wait, is this weighted? Because I'm gonna be honest, it feels weighted. I don't. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. It's it got some weight weighted. to it, but it's. I don't think it's a weighted blanket. Well, that, honestly, that's gonna like what's gonna keep someone warm, even if it's just like a little bit of weight. I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so. so so the the name Little Texas. Are you actually from Texas? Because Nan thought you were from Connecticut. It was a dumb rave dad. Connecticut. Wow. Yeah. Uh, like, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm from Dallas. Was born and raised, and uh, it's surprising how, how much I do actually get that question. Um, but yeah, I am. I'm from Texas. 
Okay. So did the hat just kind of come with that as well, or? Yeah, yeah. You, when if you're born in Texas, you come out of the womb with a hat. With a hat. Yeah. With the, you go out of the womb with it. Yeah, that's just kind of how it works. That must be rough for the mom. <laughs> yeah, she's got to like, like contort as like you're coming yeah. out of the womb. Well, it's like... small. The hat is small. And oh, then it, got it. Oh, it so the hat grows you with you. Yeah, the hat grows as you grow. So it te- is it like technically a body part, like an extension yeah, of your much, body? Pretty much. You don't want to. Whoa. If I take it off, I'll melt. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's probably got its own like organs and everything. It's the only thing keeping you all together. Yeah. <laughs> Why does that make me think of like Rick and Morty? That's such Rick and Morty That's energy. Rick and Morty thing yeah. for sure. I was thinking more like Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they all like, Ooh. you know, like open the Ark of the Covenant and everybody like explodes and yeah, faces melt and shit. Yeah. So wait, if you take it off, you melt or all of us melt? No, I'll melt. Yeah. You guys are fine. Don't worry. Got it. Guys, don't ever take little Texas's hat off. You know, I was scared for a second. <laughs> <laughs> honestly this this answered my question because like i know you two have been like working out together every once in a while that's right so i just kind of imagine like does he wear the hat while he works out? oh yeah does he really devin's strong hat? you're really strong oh, thanks man yeah. you're strong too uh <laughs> trying <laughs> <laughs> you you are though you are you gotta give yourself more credit all right yeah wait yeah. so do you wear the hat while you work out no, or no. okay do you no, have like no. a specific working out cowboy hat you've definitely worn like a what what's the i'll wear like do rags and yeah, stuff and yeah, i'll wear yeah. like i have my own like i have my own like gym drip you okay. know uh i like uh the old like kind of 90s style like if it was still the 90s i would totally wear like jean shorts and like those like high white socks with, like <laughs> the wrestling shoes and, you like, can't miss him a tiny stringer you know like those guys dressed so cool back in the 90s um or like the leotard they're like almost look like little leotards you know what i'm talking about with the lifting yeah, belt yeah like that shit was hard. Personally, I like that. I think it's cool. I like the '90s style. I think you rock it. Yeah, yeah. So. But it's funny. We all go to the same gym. Did you guys know that? I well, I started recently going to Speakeasy, but I don't think I've ever seen you around. Yeah, he yeah. goes like later in the day. You guys go in the morning. He goes in like the afternoon. Yeah, well, I go around like nine. Oh, you said afternoon. Yeah, That's probably why. Dude, so many people go to Speakeasy now. Right? Like yeah. The, yeah. Shout out Speakeasy. Yeah. Do you remember? Do you remember when the LA branch was just brand new and there was like nobody in there yet? It was nice. Were you it's going fire, there? It's a fire gym. No, I was going to Golds in downtown, and like, dude, I swear to God, everybody I saw at Golds in downtown just started one by one yep. coming to Speakeasy in Mid City. Like, why wasn't I coming here? I'm like, dude, I literally had the same experience. So. That's so funny. You know, what's also funny is in Pasadena, the Speakeasy in Pasadena was a Golds gym. Before, oh wow, yeah. And then they tore it, they tore it down and then turned it into a Speakeasy. Okay. So yeah. just Speakeasy slowly or? just taking over it's LA. Good gym, man. It is. It there is. needs it's to be more great for ravers. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and they play good music. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's one of the few places where I don't actually have to use my earbuds. <clears throat> yeah. You know, the I first can... time I went, they were playing a uh, a Marcus Schultz like trance mix. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, mm-hmm. damn, dude, I gotta get like jacked and tan. Like this is <laughs> sick. Just tell them to start playing a Little Texas. Yeah. <laughs> I might scare away the patrons. <laughs> yeah. Half the people will be like, yes, and half the people will be like, no. <laughs> So that's like my career in, in a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. How how is that by the way? Because I feel like I feel like with hardstyle and with hardcore uh, specifically, it's such a like polarizing genre, right? Yeah. Where it's like you either love it or you hate it. What's that been like for you? Just like as your career, your uh, fan base, and then just people listening to hardstyle in general. I think. Well, like I've always been a sort of fringe type of guy, um, and I've always been attracted to the you know to subcultures countercultures movements yeah you know i've always been attracted to anything that's like out there and odd um niche 
if you will. And uh, so for me, that sort of side of electronic music has always felt sort of niche and out there, a bit fringe on the on the extreme side of things, especially with the hardcore and uptempo stuff. Um, but it's it's been a huge uh, asset to my career, in fact, because it is so polarizing and like polarizing individuals and polarizing topics totally. and music create tension um, and they create banter, mm-hmm. especially online. Yeah. Um, and just look at any sort of hot button issue or look at, you know, anything that's going on in the world. Yeah. Uh, like there's two sides and people are yelling at each other. And like, if you get a bunch of people yelling at each other on your <sighs> comment section, mm-hmm. then like, it's great. Cause you're going to, your post is going to go. It's true. It's true. Social media lesson for you guys. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) But I like it because people either love it or hate it, you know, and that's a good thing. It's like I'd rather have people like absolutely adore it, you know, like I do, and like the other half doesn't, and that's okay, you know. But we can convert. We got some conversion. Yeah. I mean, well, so I know we've talked about this uh, in the gym before, but like what drew you to hard style originally? Because I know I remember you telling me that you used to make like trap shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I was I was always aware of like the Gabber movement, you know, Gabber House, Hardcore mm-hmm. Techno, yeah, yeah, um, which was the original name for hard style and hard. Well, not hard, but hardcore in the early nineties. Um, and so, like, which is now it's just kind of called Gabber, yeah, more um, early, uh, old school, early, whatever. Um, and so, I, I was aware of that movement with like Thunderdome back in the nineties, those big parties in Holland. You know, for those of you who don't aren't aware of Thunderdome, um, and. Uh, I don't know. I just started kind of listening to hardcore in the gym. You know, my buddy, I had some friends who were into it and it was more, it was purely just from a fan side, you know, initially. Um, and, and I was beating a dead horse trying to do trap and other stuff, um, kind of all over the place as an artist. Couldn't really pick one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was making like some Jersey club stuff, making some trap stuff, just kind of all over the place, man. And, and took a break from making music entirely. And when I decided that I wanted to kind of, come back and put some music out i i was like okay i'm gonna do you know hardcore yeah uh, specifically like up tempo and 200 bpm which is what i liked i love punk rock i love like thrash i love grindcore mm-hmm. you know so i i enjoy the faster genres of music yeah um so it just made sense and and it immediately almost clicked in a way that my previous career had never clicked right you know and and to me that was like a sign to like go yeah you know Wait, because yeah, did did so did Hardstyle originate in Europe? Yeah, first, or? Netherlands. Okay. Okay. Hardcore is first. You got early hardcore, mm-hmm. um, or you know, Gabber, whatever. Yeah. Um, you got the early sound up through like the late '90s, and then it sort of shifted. It kind of died off, and there was like a kind of like happy hardcore movement. Um, and then the Millennium hardcore sound came out. And at that same time, Hardstyle got developed. So Hardstyle is like an offshoot of the original like hardcore sound, but it all comes from early hardcore. Mm-hmm. It all comes from this like one kick sound, and the way that you process that kick either will like take you here or there. And got a certain it. processing style started, you know, created Hardstyle. Interesting. Early Hardstyle, you know, like the early Headhunter stuff, noise controllers, all of that stuff. Right. So they they went they split. Um, so that's a little background. And it all happened in the Netherlands and Western Europe, Germany, Belgium. Yeah. You know, it, Italy. Okay. Got it. Cause I was and, gonna... and in America too. There was American guys doing this too gotcha. in the 90s. Yeah. Big, and they were big artists too in the 90s. Huh. Yeah. 
Because I was going to ask, because I know there's a bunch of subgenres like in what w- what the hard dance genre is. Would you say yours is hard style? Because I know there's there's other subgenres like I think raw style is one of them. How would you what would you explain yours? Uh, as? I'm definitely not hard style. Okay. I would not consider myself right. hard style. Uh, most people consider me an up tempo DJ. OK, um, but I would say I'm just a hardcore DJ. OK, what but I do play raw style in my sets. And I, I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm American and like, I don't know, like we're so, I, I just feel like it's kind of part of our culture to be like, ah, whatever, like, fuck it. Mm-hmm. You know, we're kind of just like that. Yeah. Um, the rules, fuck rules. Uh, <laughs> order, why would we want order? Um, <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. So, so I've always kind of felt that they all sort of sounded the same, just at different BPMs. Mm-hmm. Like, I obviously can tell the difference between a raw style track and a hardcore track. They do sound different. But are they really that different? Right. You know, like, mm. isn't French core just fast, happy, hardcore with a folk melody instead of a, like, happy, hardcore melody, you know? Interesting. Yeah. Like, Darren, just speed Darren Styles up to 200 BPM and make it a little more, like, Western folk melody as opposed to, like, a bright, happy, hardcore melody. Mm-hmm. It's the same fucking thing. What, what, would, Western, what would Western folk... Like, think about, like, a song that, like, peasants would sing in a village. <laughs> <laughs> like like Sefa sounds like that, like classical music, you know, like these classical sort of. I, I think I need you to acapella me an example. Oh man, I don't want to hear me. Uh, yeah, I, was, I was waiting for an acapella. But they yeah. have this kind of like Dr. Peacock and like Sefa. They have this sort of like folk feeling to them. Well, with like classical music too. Yeah. But classical music is often derived from like folk music. Oh, you know, I see. The, like okay. little melodies and stuff. That they're, makes sense. They're derivative yeah. of, of those things, and you can hear them in like Stravinsky and stuff like that. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. I can Anyways. see the I can see the crossover there. Yeah. yeah. So I've always kind of been like, whatever. It's all the same. Who cares? You know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I do feel like I mean, you have a really big uh, fan base in Europe, though. Yeah, I'm sure because you've like because of the uh, origins of you know like hardcore and hardstyle over there. Um, so I just want to know what, what that's like whenever you go over there, like, oh, what, man, and how yeah. would you, uh, I, I, not compare your fan base over in Europe to what it is here, but, um, I mean, what's it like when you go over there? Oh man, it's so fun. It was, it was, it was a pretty big culture shock. The first time I went over there, I was in, I remember going to Poland or some, I was in Krakow, I was in Poland and they were like, you play at five. And I was like, what? And they were like, 5 a.m. And I was like, that's so late. And they were like, what? They were like, no, dude, that's the good time. And I was like, the good time? They were like, yeah, what are you talking? Like, they were really, like, taken aback by that's my, like, so resistance. Funny. yeah. And they, were, they weren't wrong. That was a good time. Yeah. That was a good time. And it was crazy because it was in the middle of the summer, too. So it was, like, light. It was, like, literally light out yeah. when I went and DJed. Um, and it didn't get dark till like, 1030 that night or something. It was wacko. But uh, I, it's, it's different for sure. The, the the style of raving is a little different you know like we do the candy it's much more like plur vibes over here right if i could really strip it out and like try to simplify it it's much more plur over here that sort of like tradition of plur is yeah. present but is it pretty much the same yeah i think so actually mm. you know i think it's actually pretty much the same it's just a different um it's like a different way of expressing it yeah it's yeah. just a different yeah. like brand of yeah. it you know yeah. it's like they're both donuts but one's you know this and one's that you know something it's a good way to look at it actually yeah. you know but it's fun man they party really hard and the sets are really late like it's not yeah. unusual for me to dj at like six in the morning yeah yeah i was gonna say i'm like i think that's like so funny because you know here even even at like edc edc vegas you know 
like we're winding down at five six, oh, right? God, and yeah. everyone's Europe, like, "Why are we doing this?" They're just getting started. They don't end till like ten a.m. over there. Sometimes, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. It's, it's wacky. I, I once played in uh, Holland for Masters of Hardcore in March, <clears throat> and the time changed. It, it uh, went forward an hour, and so like, dude, everybody played an hour later than we were supposed to. So like, the last DJ played at like eight in the morning. Wow. Yeah, and it was packed. It was it was absolutely slammed until eight in the morning. So. That's Damn. crazy. Just wacky, imagine bro. going home after that. Just like the sun's out. I'm just like, you go to <clears> you go to the hotel and get breakfast. That's Literally. the best part, yeah. Yeah, she knows. I'm like hotel breakfast. Let's go. It's fucking seven in the morning. It's open. And then you go to sleep. <sighs> it's or weird. No. It depends. Like I, it depends on the jet lag. So if I like, depending on when I fly out of here, I'll like sleep and wake up at one in the morning. And they pick me up at three to go to the club. They're like, your transport's arriving at four or three or something, which is ridiculous. I see. But whatever. And then, yeah. So maybe I'll sleep. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll try to stay up. Like I don't know. Just depends. Got it. So, so oh, go the, ahead. The, the the structure the structure for festivals like in like Europe, right? I know like for EDC, the headliners play at around like twelve to one. That's usually when the main yeah. he, main headliners play. Is it the same over there? Because you said you played at five a.m. and that was a good time for you. Yeah, kinda. Uh, they break. It's generally well. It depend. It depends on the festival, but okay. oftentimes, yeah, it still is kind of like that. But with I. I have to explain it from like the hardcore hard style okay. lens just because that's what I'm experienced with most. Right. So as the night increases, the BPM increases. Okay. So the last guy is generally going to be the most like extreme unhinged DJ on the main stage. Okay. You know, so he's going to be the guy that's going to be burning it at like 240. Or they're going to put like a OG terror DJ like Drox or somebody like that on the main stage at Thunderdome. They'll have him play last. And what time is that at? Like six or something. <laughs> Depending on if it's a daytime event or a nighttime event, it depends. But he'll be like last. So they'll put the 200 guys on the main stage. But Anger That's Fist will play crazy. early. You know, Anger Fist will play like one or two or something. Like when that. do they usually start? So I mean like... 11. 11? Or 12, like yeah. PM or... Yeah, PM. Okay, yeah. shoot. That explains it actually. Yeah, I was like, if you're starting at like noon, going all yeah. the way until 10 a.m. the next day... Yeah, because I'd be I'd be tired after tw after the twelve hour festival. I'm I'm you know I'm beat. You got to see it though, man. If you can ever go to like one of the big halls, because dude, these these venues are like thirty thousand per people indoor events. Like I'm not even joking. Thirty k yeah. madness. I walked into that Masters of Hardcore and it was like the most mind blowing thing I'd ever seen. I was like, doesn't it get hot in there? Yeah, it's hot as hell. Yeah, it's sweaty. <laughs> yeah, super the walls, hot. The walls have to be bleeding. You know, now that you mention it, I have all the pictures I have seen of like the European rave scene is just sweat covered, like European guys that look like they're having the best yeah, time, yeah, yeah. but they're just drenched. Yeah, they're just yeah. drenched in sweat. What's it's, your perspective as like seeing it from this the side? I mean, obviously, plur is like a huge thing in America, and like they will kind of like look down on you if. But I mean, it's just like how they grew up. Like to them, it's like, like the people in Holland were like listening to this as like children, yeah, like yeah, not even true. kidding. So it is like completely different. But I mean, we're all there for the music at the end of the day. So true. you know, yeah, for sure. I think, but I think people. Yeah. For, do forget that often because I have been seeing a lot of stuff like between US, UK comparing the two scenes um, I know we talked about this on I believe San Holo's episode we were talking about it and um, I, I think around that time there was like a Vice video that was going around that was just like the UK ravers just shitting on on American yeah. ravers and they're like 
like stop this shit with bracelets and and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know exactly what video yeah, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, dude. So it's just it's like I don't understand why we can't all just enjoy it. You know, we can't all enjoy the music. Look, like, it may be more proper, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It may be more proper other places. Yeah, and I think it certainly might be. Uh, but I can tell you this without a sliver of a doubt: it is much more lucrative to DJ in the United States than in other places in the world, unless you're really like you can get big. Yeah, but again, then you're like you know you're potentially paying like fifty percent of your income to the government. Mm-hmm. So like, who's making you know who's making more money? You know what I mean? Uh, <clears throat> but there's it's much more lucrative, and for the smaller guys and the mid tier guys, the United States is it's not even close yeah it's not even close um so i will i will say that shout out to american insomniac in particular insomniac does treat the uh artists very well um yeah i gotta shout out him i feel like a lot of times uh they're so like the uk is so uh harsh on american ravers um because they feel like they came up with a lot of this stuff first Mm -hmm. and so i think to a certain degree it's like they feel like because they came up with it first, there's this correct way to go about it. And so, but I think that's a really interesting concept of like, just because you came up with something first, does that mean everyone has to follow that tradition? Dude, that's the age, that's the age old discussion. That's like, that's never going to end. Exactly. It's it's like, like, it's like, bro, do you think like a 17 year old kid who just got into hardcore, 17 years old, bro, he was born in like 2000, what? six yeah isn't that like stressful to just say out loud um <laughs> yeah i hate that 2006 <laughs> right your age is showing yeah, sam yeah yeah that's like so stressful i hate that it's fucked up how is he supposed to know about like fucking cat like I'll, I'll use drum uh, dubstep as an example you think he knows about caspa banga scream fucking koki like the original yeah. dr- dubstep guys yeah, in south london Nope. You think he knows about that? I will say I have no idea who any of those people exactly. are. Which <laughs> exactly. that, should, that shows my age. I'm only 22. Yeah. So, and like, who fucking cares? He listened to Sudden Death or somebody. Or like Skrillex. You know, yeah. that's how he got into it. Skrillex is the most OG of OG. Skrillex is pretty OG in the dubstep scene. But like yeah. still, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, early excision. And you're like... That's a crazy statement. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but it's a it's a valid statement. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. But genres don't. But here's the thing, bro. We need that tension. I love Agreed. the old head gatekeeper. If the gold head gatekeepers all went away, there wouldn't be that tension. And there wouldn't be this push from the younger generation to be like, fuck you, old man. <laughs> to, and then like make new sounds. Yeah. That like that the progression doesn't happen without the naivety of the youth yeah mm-hmm. and it's not it's an innocent naivety they they're just like i said 16 that's true they don't yeah. know what banga and koki is and like scream and mala not the house mala the other mala mm. you know so because i will say i have gotten like a couple comments on people being like oh you don't know about this genre you like you're like all you know about is the new stuff and it's like well i i was never shown the old stuff you know yeah. what i mean so how am i supposed to know kind of thing yeah, yeah, and it's like, what is my like fucking duty to be a historian? Like, it's like, what? Like, I, I I agree with that because it's like, how far back are we supposed to listen or watch or or pay attention? Like, yeah, let's listen to as much as we can, but like, then you get into like what, fifty years ago or some shit like that, yeah. and you're just like, am I supposed to listen to like 
Bach in the classical music yeah. where the music all started? Like, how far back am I supposed to go? You might as well yeah, study music at that time. Yeah, that exactly. <laughs> well, you know, people, I think it's like, you know, people do get a little protective of their culture, you know, and they don't want like people taking up space. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like, okay, but like, you just like dubstep. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's all, it's pretty yeah. innocent with music. It's like, I just like drum and bass. Like, sorry, I didn't know the evolution of fucking drum and bass. Dude. Yeah, right. But what I will say is that if you do st- look into it, it's very fascinating and it yeah. will like make, I think uh, it'll, it'll uh, expand the, your perspective, your perspective and your personality and it'll open, open it up. And I think that's true with anything in life. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it's like, get into shit and like really get into it Yeah, and you'll like it more and you'll yeah. feel better about it. Lifting same kind of fucking thing. Yeah. The yeah. more you get into it, you're like, Oh no, no, no. Move your arms this way. And yeah. You're like, yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> the more you understand anything, the more you can enjoy it. Cause you can enjoy exactly. pretty much anything already, but if you understand how it works, understand where it came from, you're just like, Oh yeah, I really like but, that. Yeah, but some people have jobs and kids. So it's <laughs> like, you know, like just relax. Like they have a life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> On the topic of uh like you know people being protective of their cultures, right? You are an American DJ uh thriving in a European based genre. Yeah. Do you have the like I wouldn't say it's uh like the okay, but like the have European DJs accepted you as an American DJ producing this genre? Uh it's been an uphill battle. Some did initially. Uh-huh. Uh I think that the Italian, here's my perspective. And I, I don't know because I don't know what they were, everybody was saying, you know, I came in the scene with a very odd approach, doing things very differently and in a very American EDM fashion. Um, I didn't really, I didn't really care what was go, like, I didn't really care about getting into Europe. Um, mm-hmm. I immediately was like, well, like that would be awesome if that happened, but like, let me focus on where I'm at right now, mm-hmm. um, which is the United States. And, uh, it took a long time. The Italians were nice to me generally uh, early on. Um, the Dutch were a little more resistant, uh, but it's kind of what we were just talking about. It's like, dude, yeah. it's their culture. It's mm-hmm. the biggest yeah. cultural movement that has ever come out of the Netherlands. It was, it's a big deal for the <clears throat> Netherlands. You know, that was their culture, you yeah. know? Um, and so I get the, I get that. And especially an American doing it in a very slapstick way, not taking things too seriously and like, you know, doing things for clout, you know, like I definitely, I'm not going to like beat around the bush. Like I do things to try to grow, Yeah, you know, my social media, yeah, we all do. it's 2023, man. Um, and so, yeah, but they have over this past year, especially this past year, I've seen a dramatic change at least from my perspective uh, in their view of me mm-hmm. that they go, Oh, you know what? Like, and I think it's just cause I've been paying my dues, man. Yeah. I've been consistent. I've been putting out the music. I've been supporting the, the, the kids who are like unknown. I keep my, I listen <clears throat> to everybody's records. Like they know that I know what's up and yeah. I know my history too. Better than a lot of Dutch guys actually. Yeah. Um, cause I have to, cause they grill me on it. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't know fucking this? And I'm like, actually, I fucking do. Do you know this? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. Bet you didn't know that, did you, motherfucker? Um, I'm from Texas, bro. You're from Rotterdam. Uh, but, yeah, they've, they've, they've kind of accepted me. And, like, when I did DEF CON this year, it was, like, a big moment for me. She was there. And, like, yeah, I saw the videos. Dude, it was just slammed. And then everyone left after my set. There was like dirt. You could see the dirt. Wow. Like that's how empty it got. Yeah, that's crazy. And it, that was a big shock for me because I hadn't been in Holland in a year. And I was like, whoa, I didn't know what? Like, she, I was like, I didn't know. 
I have fans out here. What the fuck? You <laughs> yeah. know, kind of vibe. And so it's it's been really cool. Germany's going yeah. well. Spain's going well. Um, and and the Netherlands obviously too is is going very well. Yeah, because I mean, I was gonna say I'm like that's that's really impressive because um so San San Holo when we had him on the podcast he's also from the Netherlands yeah, he's yeah. Dutch and he was telling us how how like traditionalist they are over there yeah he they literally that quote yeah, yeah yeah that saying like yeah uh, be, be normal yeah like is you're already crazy enough exactly <laughs> right yeah, I remember watching that on so, your guys thing yeah. yeah so the fact that that you know you're able to garner such a large audience over there is is really impressive. And it, it speaks volumes for the amount of work you're putting in. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I think it's just, dude, it's, it's like we've been a country for like 300 years. Yeah. We're a country. I mean, dude, look at us in here right now. Pretty diverse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like True. just sitting here with, with us and we're new and we're young and their countries are old. You yeah. know, their yeah. traditions are old. And it makes sense why Americans are a little more like, Bleh like who cares break all the rules yeah. fuck it you know yeah, yeah. and like because we're still like a baby yeah 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 and it's kind of part of our culture you know i think it's just like a you come here and you fucking grind it out you know like yeah. i don't know maybe that maybe i'm wrong but no i'd say that's pretty accurate that's pretty accurate. accurate yeah there's some it's still there yeah you know? definitely um by the way um mickey's here in case anybody was wondering she's here she just doesn't want to be on camera right now you gotta mickey you gotta go close yeah to like you can't like, go you can't go right in front of the camera <laughs> she's shy she is here but she she just she's not on camera today she did uh can it can it be transparent she she got like a mole removed off her face and like it made it super irritated so like she doesn't want to be on camera right now so you know everybody leaving comments that you love and miss her and that you accept her anyway <laughs> don't worry guys she didn't go anywhere leave yeah comments. she's literally just right there you, you saw her South Park impression she'll still appreciate the loving messages though <laughs> yeah anyway um do you have any unreleased music or just music you want to show us yeah sure I mean of course we we're we're working on a lot of stuff. Hell yeah. Got a new album coming out. Got a, a special remix uh, coming out. Oh? Um, For for two gents, which I probably should should keep unnamed, but if I play the song, those who know will know. Yeah. So, so we'll, keep it, we'll keep it there, but you guys are getting is the- it, Is the, it the ones you mentioned off camera? It is the oh, ones okay, I mentioned okay. off camera. Okay, got uh, it. So you will definitely, definitely enjoy it. Uh, a trap OG- so okay. here I'll, I'll give you a little pre i'll give you a little build up and then the first drop okay let's hear it here we go Excited. starting off strong yeah Wow. 
was that was like I'm not a fan of like hardcore hard style like any of the up tempos really but that was actually really fucking thank good. you thank I agree, you. I, agree. I, really, I see yeah. why people work out to hard hard music hard style hardcore music yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah. It makes you want to hit a PR like right there dude that hurt yeah. my neck I was already working out right now <laughs> What what tempo is that? At? Uh, it's actually pretty slow for me. It's like one seventy, I think. Okay, maybe maybe that's why. <laughs> that's probably why. It's a little more like yeah, I I'd say it's a little more like uh, like Gabber. Is that closer to yeah, Gabber? Yeah, kinda, kinda. It's like definitely more like EDM friendly. Okay. Uh, I think with the kicks and the like sort of punchiness of it all, it definitely <laughs> I definitely made it for. Actually, I never really try to make anything any specific style. Really, it yeah. just kind of ends up going where it goes, and I just sort of. If it if it happens to go that way, cool. If it happens yeah. to be some like unhinged up tempo, also cool. If it's euphoric, which is rare for me, but if it happens, then I just go there. You know, it's kind of. I feel like when you try to make something, you fit something in a box. It it generally just doesn't work as well as if you just make the box out of the tools that yeah yeah sort of un unveil themselves in the moment. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I I mean I I think it's really fun when like you take a song that is a lot slower or something you wouldn't normally put like in the hardcore hard style like tempo yeah and then you add it together i know i know you did like your bar you did a remix to barbie right uh so, so it was starships i did starships oh, you did starships and then you did a spongebob one yeah i did well. spongebob yeah which so that funny. one went like mega hard so silly <laughs> so silly but yeah, it was, it was a good like fun track anthony fantano yeah. panned it he was like this is the worst <laughs> shit he's ever put out Really? Like, yeah, and I was like, that's crazy because it's like my highest stream track wait, who right did? now. Uh, Anthony Fantano, he does like the needle oh, drop. Oh, yeah, wait. did uh, He has like a big YouTube channel, right? Yeah, he's yeah. like a, probably the biggest music reviewer in yeah, the States. Yeah, I, I, I saw his review of like Porter Robinson's Nurture album. Yes. Like, I remember. Yes, it. yes. Yeah. But he liked the song after that. He liked my uh, song that I put out like three weeks later, which was way more insane. And I was yeah. like, all right. Wait, that's so funny. So he just reviewed your music or? Yeah, he's the homie. Like he started reviewing me because of my involvement in like the hyper pop scene a couple years ago. Oh. Um, so I was working with like Dorian Electra and Danielle Harrell. Um, and then I did the remix for Lady Gaga like two years ago. Right. Um, and so my involvement in that scene got his attention. Uh, and then he was just kind of fascinated by the project. Wow. And he ac actually like was featured on one of my songs on my first album. And he, uh, oh, he was featured. Yeah, I got him to like agree on being featured, which was cool to have Whoa. Fantano on it. And he came to my show in New York, and we like actually hung out. IRL. That's dope. That's cool, dope. cool guy. Yeah, he's a legend in the in like the no, music yeah, review he's, community. He's the big deal. He's, he's a big deal. Yeah, like, he really is a big deal. That's crazy. Yeah, good yeah. guy. Yeah. On a on a topic of of music, right? So if you if you weren't restricted to like a time or a place, like this could be anywhere. Where would you play? So for example, like Congress meeting. Something, like, something, something oh, stupid. Yeah, just playing, yeah. playing your music at like a Congress meeting. Like, just imagine like a dinner oh. and just being like, all of a sudden, or, or Texas, or, doosh, doosh, doosh. you know. I, I don't know why I'm imagining you just like at the Boston Tea Party. Like I'm talking like back in like <laughs> yeah. whatever time. Yeah. Like, they're just tossing tea into the fucking ocean, and, and you're just like, there, there, yeah. <laughs> that's a good question. Fuck, um, man, that's a tough question. Where would I, where would I play? <clears throat> I want to say like. It could be anything. Signing of the Declaration of Independence, you know. Yeah. Like a historical moment. It could be. It could be anything yeah. you want. Yeah. Fuck, dude. I'll give you. I'll give you mine. Yeah. What's I yours? don't know why this is just looks so funny in my head, but 
it, you know, like the National Geographic videos of like penguins in Antarctica. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're just fucking playing hardcore. Yeah, <laughs> like as yeah. the penguins are like, what? yeah, that's, that's Very good. National Geographic. Oh, I feel like, I, I think it would be really cool to like DJ at like Petra, you know, oh, in Jordan. Wow, yeah. You know, Petra. Mm. You know what Petra is? No. no. Okay. That's actually in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the okay. Indiana Jones movie I referenced earlier. It's the last <laughs> scene where they all melt. That's Petra. Yeah. It's like that, like, uh, it's like in the middle of a rock in the middle of the Middle East in, in Jordan. It's like a temple, basically. It's like inserted <clears throat> into a rock. Oh, whoa. So it's like literally, it's like a canyon. And then all of a sudden, there's this like, elaborate temple, like, drilled into the rock. Okay. Um, and it was like unknown for like centuries. Like, they didn't find it for a really long time until like the 1800s right i have no idea i'm not gonna lie come on babe what the hell <laughs> um uh yeah something like that so anyways that's probably where i go petra's the shit yeah mm. that'd be cool dope you i should look it up just to just to hop off that question and i kind of want everybody to answer this so obviously with the music you make and everything it's very like fast beat unhinged crazy then and we love that kind of energy but that being said um and i'm gonna make this a fun one where i like multiple choice it okay um, what is the most inappropriate place for your music to be playing um uh at a wedding okay during a baptism okay um when you're getting your pet fixed okay or what was that last funeral. one oh um get grandma geraldine's funeral <laughs> Geraldine could be a gabber, so <laughs> yeah, that could work. The wedding could potentially be a gabber as well. I think uh, the wedding would be fun. The fi the fixing of the pet that's pretty dark. Uh, what was the second one? The baptism? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just imagining. The baptism just... is my. <laughs> I feel like the bat. I'm gonna go with the baptism. Yeah. Because okay. of the the people, you know, they feel strongly about their beliefs and i feel like my music might run counter to that yeah baptism for sure but the pet might get stoked you know and be like all right i fucking got this cut my balls off all right let's go. <laughs> see for me for yeah. me it's the pet one because like I'm, I'm putting myself in the dog's shoes and hopefully i never have to actually put myself in the dog's shoes yeah. um imagining its face as it's you know getting fixed and just hearing yeah. i think it's like vibing out it'd be like you know yeah uh, meanwhile <laughs> meanwhile at the baptism they're like may you be reborn in 240 bpm <laughs> up tempo yeah be kind of set though that would yeah, be kind baptism of could be cool djing a church that'd be tight i think Hell the yeah. wedding would be pretty hype you know that, so that, that, would, that, be, that would be hype. that wouldn't be inappropriate that'd be hyped as fuck i've seen yeah. videos like, of people playing hard style at weddings that's dope. in the netherlands I, and like everybody like starts hitting the, the, the hack hack yeah the hack i mean dance, for yeah. sure it's getting played at yours like yeah probably sure. we've talked we've talked about yeah, getting married we and we were like what should we do like should we have like a crazy party oh yeah and we were thinking about we were thinking about doing that like having a small wedding early yeah. and then like a just fucking rager bro yeah like, like renting a, like a warehouse rave yeah, yeah exactly like whatever it's called for, like the reception yeah, yeah for the reception and like sick. open invite that'd be like, so sick people right. can just show up okay like just your about fans to say, can like, come you better you better invite me yeah because like i want it to be like two thousand people Okay. You know, and then there's like a section where, where like you know the vip section about for people that we know yeah then everybody else can just fucking rage yeah i want to be invited sick. early though yeah we got you bro okay. don't worry <laughs> don't worry Shane. i appreciate it do you know how to yeah, hack me. do i know how to act ha hacked oh hacked. yeah uh a little bit not very well but a what's ha what is, what is, pretty what is good. that so it's the it's the it's the footwork hard dance yeah mickey's doing it right yeah, now I can't, oh the one from australia i can't do the reverse like i can't australia? do it it originated in holland but oh, holland, the australians okay. took the took it and did their own thing with it Got a little it. bit but i can't do the reverse i can only do the old school okay so in, you go in front 
as opposed to around the back. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought muzzing was the the dance style. There, I mean, there's multiple. Yeah, muzzing is yeah, the Australian muzzing's thing. Muzzing is another one too. Yeah. People yeah. don't like muzzing. They don't People, like muzzing. Wait, they don't? I love it. I mean, the the, the Western Europeans think muzzing is trash. Okay. They really? Hate, they hate it. Whoa! Uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but it's big in Australia, and I think it's cool. Like whatever, as yeah. long as you're getting down, who cares? Yeah. Yeah, I know there's, that whole, there's that whole scene over I there. I didn't know there was discourse in between unhinged. dance moves. Actually, too, okay, well, I, I have this theory that if you know how to dance to a certain genre of EDM, it makes it significantly more enjoyable than Absolutely. if you don't. Um, like so like I, I have a dance background right like I danced for 12 years before oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and so um, you know while and when I moved out here to LA I was working at Steezy Studio which is um, you know dance startup right and um, so I learned like all these styles of dance uh, house being one of them and then you know I mean I didn't learn muzzing when I was there but uh, you know Caleb Dionysus was like teaching me like some muzzing at Escape uh, last he year he's so good yeah, at it yeah, yeah. he's yeah. pretty good yeah, yeah exactly and he used to dance too so mm-hmm. we actually when we went to Escape the fall the previous year uh we were actually like him and i were just like going back and forth like dancing with each other so fun but um yeah i i feel like when you know how to like dance to it it just it's it's almost like activating a different part of your brain that just makes you like it way more like Daniel, one hundred percent agree. Right, because you was, didn't like D and B before. Yeah, so I was not like a, a fan of D- drum and bass. Like I was okay. like, this is boring. I want to go. And then we went to Forbidden Kingdom, and it was one <laughs> drum and bass song that played during this set. And I saw Devin getting down to it, and I was like, I was like, how are you dancing like that? He was like, bro, just go like this. The, the you kickstep. Know? Yeah, yeah, the kickstep. And I was like, okay, wait, this is kind. This is a lot more fun than I actually thought. So yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was totally. super fun. Yeah, we were talking about that. We were talking about that on uh, on this cruise ship on EDC, and I was yeah. like, just imagine like viewing this scene from like, like imagine <laughs> we're ants and you're a human, yeah. yeah, you know what I mean, and like just how interesting that looks, like a group of people all just kind of grrooving out to some like beat, and how like fascinating that would look to like an alien in the middle of the oh ocean, <laughs> yeah, in the middle of the ocean. They're like, wow, these like people on Earth are like weird, and it's like we all get down to like rhythm. Yeah, it's like this thing that we want to move our beat on yeah. body mm-hmm. to rhythm. Yeah, yeah. I think know? that's what keeps it fun. Yeah, totally. totally. It's very, very uh, primal. Yeah, there's something primal yes. about it. Yeah, you know, I was feeling that when we were we were getting down to Sarah Landry and my Jane oh, yeah. Coles. Yeah, and I was like, damn, I feel like on the earth right now. Yeah, the Neanderthals definitely got down to that stuff. Yeah, back for sure. <laughs> so wait, did both of you go to, I'm calling it ED Ocean because saying EDC is really annoying. EDC. Did, that's, <laughs> that's good. You should, yeah. Did yeah. You, so you two went to ED Ocean? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. Can, can we get your opinions? Because none of us went and yeah. obviously it was the inaugural year. Like, yeah. thoughts, feelings about it. Take like, it. It was so much fun. It was like a completely different festival experience than like anything that I've ever done before. I would definitely recommend like anyone to go to it. It was very like boutique festival vibes. But like because of that, everyone, I don't know, everyone was just so friendly and like the plur was very real on ED Ocean. Yeah. Yeah. It was just awesome. Everyone like played a bunch of sets too. So like if you wanted to see someone, you would definitely get the chance like at least once to see them, which was awesome. So a few artists like would play like different kind of sets than they usually would, which was so cool too. So like like afters or like what like how well like kinda, he yeah. he played like you know the typical like Lil Texas and then one of the sets he did like um like the hard techno kind of vibe. So oh, yeah, the, yeah, second the Diamond techno? Dallas, yeah, the yeah. second Dallas thing, yeah, yeah, the Diamond Dallas thing. So oh. I. I uh, we saw Sarah the first night. Yeah. And I was like, I have 
to play a hard techno <laughs> set. Um, and so I did. Uh, and it was really great. I played like 40 minutes of hard techno and like only like 35 of hardcore and hard style the, sec- uh, the second night. And the third night I leaned into the, I went back to like what I wanted. Yeah. But I could feel that it was different. I could feel the crowd. The sec- the third night people really wanted me to play the hard shit. Yeah. And the second night they were really getting down to the, uh, to the techno stuff and the club kind of catered to it. But yeah, it dude, it was, it was great experience. Like shout out to insomniac for just yeah. like, yeah, putting on something Huge incredible feat. and like bringing us along. How, how does that whole thing work by the way? Cause like, I mean, I remember researching it just a little bit. Like, is there like, right? Like every EDC has like rides and like a location. Like, did you, it's in the Bahama? Like the, the cruise yeah, ship yeah, took you, you to the Bahamas. You stayed there for like a couple days. Yeah, I heard day two got canceled. Yeah. Uh, so what they did was you go into the port of Miami and from, the, and obviously it's like any kind of festival. There's like shuttles from specific places right. for the artists. And I think there were shuttles for the uh, yeah. GA people too. I don't, I don't know. Um, but so we shuttled from a hotel, went to the port, and they were like shuttled us in through like a you know an expedited thing through customs. Um, all the artists had like decent rooms. We had a balcony on a room. There was like even nicer rooms that you could pay for. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we had a great room with the balcony. It was pretty big, and um, we did one day at sea. You leave pretty late. The thing is, the first day, like everybody's getting on the boat. And it's like a bunch of ravers, so they like do it really late. Like we yeah. didn't leave till like eight thirty or nine, oh. um, and then so and everybody is blackout. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> the first day was especially wild. Yeah, like people were fucking wasted. Um, and so it's a day at sea. The second day, then you go to Nassau. The third day, which was pretty cool, it's like fun to go hang out in Nassau for a yeah. little bit. We were on the beach. It was nice. Um, you could do like excursions and stuff too. Yeah, there was like little things you could do if you wanted. Yeah. You could jet ski. There's it was fun. Oh, that's, that's, cool. that's, that's cool. fucking fun. Yeah, you gotta like pay the guy and he like will take you out and jet ski I don't know, on the beach. You just walk over to the beach and he's like, jet ski? And you're like, all right, jet ski. And you go jet ski. Um, and the third day, you're supposed to go to Great Stirrup Key, uh, which right. is Norwegian Joy's private island. Yeah. Uh, but it's a tender dock, which means you have to take a boat from the from the right, cruise ship. The ferry boats. Yeah, right. you have to take the ferry boats. Yeah. And it wasn't safe to dock because the seas were too Chaunty aggressive, rough, I guess. Yeah. Um, and so we spent a last day at sea. And that day we did like, there's a go-kart track on the race. I'm really bad at go-karts. I got yeah. dead last. Um, yeah, we were getting laughed. It was bad. <laughs> I'm like really bad at go-karts. I don't know why. I just suck at it. And uh, then there's like water slides. There's like intense water slides. Like water slides that, that made me like, sick. feel like my stomach went into my brain. Like it was so, it was oh, so those like, are my favorites. Yeah, there's like, awesome. wait, so there was a, sorry, there was a go-kart like ra- on racetrack the, on the boat. Yeah. That's fucking dope. And that's casino, so cool. That's like, wild. Movie theater. They had mini golf too. Yeah, they had mini yeah. golf. Wow. That's oh, awesome. Oh yeah, and laser tag. I don't know and laser tag. tag. Free food. That's wild. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I, okay. So I was just at my um, like hairstylist yesterday and she also went and she was telling me about it. Shout out Kimmy, by the way. And um, she was telling me that uh, it just, everything is like so intimate. Like you get very close with like everyone there, even the artists, like with the people. Totally. And uh, you know, she ran into Pasquale, like at least like two times, two to three times. Yeah. He was Um, around. Yeah. And um, Oh, what was the thing that she was saying? One of the things in uh, response to day two getting canceled, she was saying that, um, I guess there was like a rumor going around that uh, they weren't able to set up on time or something. And that's, they think that's why they're, it got canceled and not that the water was choppy. That might've just been like a cover. Um, Mm. I don't know what what you guys heard or thought, think about that, but they told us that it was the seas. Yeah. Yeah. They told us the seas. And I even talked to like, I even was talking to one of the techs in the elevator and 
This is exactly what that's exactly what I said. Okay. Yeah. The production on NASA was really cool though. Yeah, uh, it was awesome. The big stage that they set up like right that's outside what I the heard. boat. Yeah. It was dope, dude. Galantis. Yeah. 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 I love Galantis. That's so sick. Oh yeah, it was good. It was it was a it was a vibe, man. We all had so much fun. And it was very intimate. Yeah. You know, it was cool for me. I actually really enjoyed it because like, dude, like you play EDC or any kind of, you know, thing like you drive into like an artist parking yeah. where you walk into a private area yeah. where you have a private trailer, if you like, and then they shuttle you on a golf cart via a back road right. to another private area prior to where you DJ. And then you get shuttled back to that private area. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, you're never in. And uh, at EDC, it was like, all right, well, time to get in the elevator and go to yeah, floor, walk to your what set. Is it? floor eight. Okay, let's go. <laughs> you get in the elevator and it's like, hey, come on in. You know, and that's that, yeah. I really that's liked crazy. that, actually. That's it was like really, cool. really dope. And, and it, we did get to know like everybody that was there. Sort yeah. Of. Damn. Yeah, I also heard, um, <laughs> but so uh, my hairstylist said that there was, they were at one of the sets. I, I can't remember who it was. It might've been Slander, but um, I guess this stage, you could see the stairwell like behind the, where the DJ booth was. And there was this couple just fucking on the stairwell yeah, I don't doubt that. or something like that. Yeah. Oh and my God. We've talked about this many times. Just like, don't. Don't, don't fuck at a festival. Don't like, smash at the rave. Don't yeah, smash at I the mean, rave. I mean, here's the thing. Their rooms are right there. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I'm like, why don't you just go to your rooms? And I was hey, actually... man. Exhibitionists. I yeah, guess I so. Saying, you must get don't, off on don't like, public... Don't shame, Devin. What the hell? <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. Devin, I'm you're one guy. of those people who probably got mad at him for the butthole, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, bro. What the hell, Devin? Mm. No, yeah. I saw the thing on Twitter a couple days ago. The, the girl eating that other girl out at EDC Orlando. You guys see that? What? Yeah. Oh, dude, you gotta, you gotta see that shit. There's always someone, you know? This shit was, like, crazy. Yeah. Was, like, making out with a dude, and this girl's, like, on her knees, like, behind her, like, literally spreading cheeks in the middle of the festival. And some other guy's, like, sitting drinking a beer. He's like, this is cool. <laughs> literally, like, you know, right behind she'll... him in the video. It's so funny. He's like... He's like, nice. I wonder if I'll get it. I wonder <laughs> nice. if I'll get it. Yeah. This, this always yeah. happens. I, I just... Uh, <clears throat> it reminds me of Nocturnal. Nocturnal, I... I was, it's that back sign on the right with the one of the main stages yeah. where the charging station is. Uh, a girl was sitting up on the charging station and you could see her girlfriend literally like standing in front of her making out and just, just two fingers finger deep. Banging. Yeah, just finger banger. Nice. Straight. There's uh, no one around. Uh, There's lights and everything. I'm just like. You watched. You were like, I you think, were like I think nice I, form. I was just like, <laughs> I wouldn't do it like that. But like. <laughs> You yeah, go. That's it. I think. That's I think it. I was more in the more of the. Hey, is that happening? Yeah. Is that happening? <laughs> Do you see that? I was like, oh. I always see the videos, but I've never seen like personally seen anything like that happening at a festival. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, we yeah, always see the aftermath, but I'm like, whoa, like what? Eight man orgy. I think I. Yeah. Well, yeah. We. I mean, we've told the story about we saw an eight man orgy at uh, EDC Vegas, Vegas in 2022. One happened in front of, Oh, 2021. You're right. That's happened in front of us. <laughs> and I just remember Nan, like, yeah, I, it's like, I don't want to look, but I can't yeah, stop. Yeah, you have to look. I can't stop. Like, you have to look. It's like, yeah, you're, you guys are, you guys are really doing this. Yeah. Like, right now. That is now. crazy. Yeah. I, was, I respect God. it. I don't know if I'd have the, like, no, my favorite, my favorite thing still is one of those guys. A uh, year later, two years later, he saw us at EDC, came up, was like, hey, I just want to say <laughs> hi. I want to yeah. be like, um, I was that. I was one of those guys. Oh yeah. my god! Me. And guy like, too. He was really nice. 
guys. Yeah. He, was, and he just kept saying like, I remember you because you you made eye contact with me, and like he was like staring at Devin's hair the entire time. I don't know oh, if I'd yeah, be able to. God. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. I feel like I'd get stage fright. You yeah, know, I'd be kind of, like, Oh God, like, yeah, everybody's looking at me like, Fuck, dude. Literally, that's everybody. the thing. I feel like they they erased it from their minds. Yeah, you like, gotta be horny as fuck like, to do they, that. They weren't shit, thinking man. about anything other oh, yeah, than like they definitely I'm, weren't. Sober. I'm being stimulated for, in all directions. <laughs> That is That actually reminds me, Nan. We wanted to talk about this EDC Orlando. Yeah. The gu- so there was a guy walking around. Actually, I don't know if it was multiple, but there was a guy walking around with one of those LED backpacks. No, that it, was you can- the <gasps> it was the same oh, dude. It was the same, it was the same guy. Same guy. Um, okay, and first, just, first. Yeah, you want to tell it? Yes. Opinions. I will say my opinion on it afterward. But this guy had an LED backpack on, full on pornography, just on wow. his on his backpack. Just girl just going to town. Yeah, well, there's a, the the video kept changing. I actually have a snip. I don't know if we could put it on the screen. No, probably not. I don't think we <laughs> but like like you know, it's it's very odd. Like it's like a threesome, and then her sucking a dick, then getting pounded, then doggies. Like there was a whole bunch, and like obviously everybody's seeing this as they're walking through the yeah. festival and whatnot. And I'm like. <clears throat> see the thing is i'm not gonna hate on porn everybody more or less has watched porn i get it but like to force it onto everyone around you yeah that's a little excessive that's yeah. excessive yeah. I mean, it's like yeah it's an adults only event i get that but it's like also like is it though i heard i, think, I heard I there were kids i think it's 18 and up. i never saw any kids really no, kids. i heard that there was i'm pretty sure kids are not allowed uh, this in bad one. taste you know what i mean yeah. it's no, like, that's it's the like perfect way you can do a lot of shit and that's yeah. fine but like is it good taste like maybe yeah. just like you know have, yeah maybe just have a little class brother that's the that's yeah. the perfect way you know of saying, saying it it's like it's in bad taste yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's in bad Go taste fucking watch porn up when you get home or something dude yeah You're fucking weirdo instead of showing <laughs> shit, all of us man. hey this is the porn i watch by the way yeah <laughs> for real that's crazy hey man yeah 2023 oh well, yeah. we were just talking about how like you know someone that's like fucked up is probably like walking by that like like was that, this real is, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly uh, hang on. Yeah, that, was, ex- that right. was our exact like way we reacted to it we were like mm-hmm. is this is this is that actually happening are we seeing that right now yeah that shit only in florida man fuck for real florida man shit yeah florida man shit edc orlando though was pretty fun overall oh yeah yeah i know a couple people uh there was a person well i was gonna say i know you guys didn't go to edc orlando right no i played it a couple Uh, years ago okay okay yeah there was a couple i ran into someone in the airport um she came up to me and um you know obviously watches the podcast watches like the content and she did edc ed ocean back-to-back edc orlando and i'm like oh my god how are you feeling right now and she's like i'm dead i can't even imagine yeah nuts yeah we were talking about that we were like hell no yeah yeah crazy absolutely nuts like i i don't understand how you would even like i just i need sleep yeah. You know, yeah, no, my body's and, only built for three day benders. Adderall that, cocaine, man, that's how you do it. <laughs> Seriously, pre workout, yeah, pre workout. That's our code word on the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, speaking of pre workout, though, uh, I know that you are eight years sober, yeah, now? yeah, dude. Congratulations, thank that's you, man. A huge feat. that. Yeah. Congratulations, yeah. What was like man. the decision, the decision making process on that? I know we've talked about it in the gym, obviously, but for the people, uh, I don't know. it got dark, man. Like, uh, I've always kind of struggled with substance abuse. Always had. I didn't never really like use normally, um, and I had a hard time putting it down, you know. And um, 
to make a long story short, you know, in 2015, it got so bad that, you know, I was on the, the precipice of homelessness. I had zero friends. Um, everyone had turned their turned away from me. Um, and basically my only thing was like, go to rehab mm-hmm. or like, I'm fucked. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like I lost everything. So, uh, yeah, I just was like, all right, I'm going to do this this time. You know, and I'd, I'd had some experience in treatment and I had some experience in the rec- recovery. Um, and in 2015, I just, I was like, all right, I'll give this thing a shot. You know, this thing that kind of everybody's been telling me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll go to this place where everybody's been telling me to go, uh, where other people meet that, you know, are like me. Uh, and so I started going to those places and lo and behold, it worked. Yeah. Uh, they were not joking. Um, so there is a way out, uh, and, and it worked, you know? Um, so I just listened to what they said and I've had, I've been fortunate enough now to also carry that message to new people and sort of be a, uh, voice, you know, that you can, you can do a lot of really fun, cool stuff and, and party. Yeah. Not as hard as I could when I was, you know, using, but party pretty freaking hard. Um, and remember it the next day. Uh, you know, completely sober. Yeah, I think if anyone is a beacon for that, like you're the perfect one because yeah. just your music already speaks for that, right? <laughs> totally, and, totally. And so that's sober off everything, right? Yeah. Or okay, yeah, yeah. no Got drugs, it. no drugs that affect me from the neck up. You know, yeah. like okay. so, so you know, weed, alcohol, anything. Caffeine. Yeah, caffeine's fine. Okay. Yeah. In recovery, like you gotta have your caffeine, you gotta have your cigarettes, and whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. you gotta have your caffeine and nicotine. We draw the line there. Now, like, obviously you could abuse those things as well. Yeah, you yeah. probably shouldn't be doing that. But drugs that are really going to, like, alter your reality yeah, in a psychoactive way. Functions right. and things like yeah, that. or, like, you know, get you addicted in a way, but, like, mm-hmm. are truly going to change. So, you know, meth, heroin, cocaine, yeah, crack, yeah, yeah, yeah. fentanyl, Xanax, um, GHB, you know, all the... Is, is alcohol on there, too? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Gotcha. Because alcohol is a gateway drug, man. Like, yeah, a lot of people don't struggle <laughs> with drinking, but when they drink, they do... Yeah, other things. A, yeah, and then it's two days later. Hundred percent. You know, yeah. and they wouldn't have done it if they wouldn't have had those drinks. Yeah. You you know? What's interesting is people, uh, or at least I grew up in an era where everyone said weed and smoking weed is the the gateway drug, but I'm like, nah, it's alcohol. It's yeah. absolutely alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, alcohol first. Weed is a gateway drug, but like, you know, weed's safe. And I condone like like, and I don't want to get this twisted. They're like, I condone like safe drug use. Yeah. Of like, course. Yeah, I know go you do drugs. You were just yeah. on end overdose. Do I, I know you were just on end overdose. Yeah, for like, sure, yeah. for sure. Then, I don't think anybody should be doing yeah, fentanyl or heroin, yeah. but um, if you are, you should be equipped to know. You know, an end overdose 100%. does a really great job at yeah. uh, harm reduction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because people are going to do what they're going to do. Yeah. Shit happens, and we need to be prepared for when that does happen. <clears throat> now, no one should be doing heroin or fentanyl. Yeah. Um, but people are going to do that regardless, I, uh, yeah. including yeah. me. Yeah. I did that. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, as long as you're being safe and having a good time, that's fine. Yeah. I just didn't use like other people, right. you know, and it was very obvious that something was different in the way that I, you know, <clears throat> took substances. I'm sure we all have a friend where you go, that ain't right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's chill out, bro. And he doesn't chill out. That was me. Uh, so it's been good, man. Ever since then, it's been really, really good, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That's huge. Yeah, so, props, yeah. like, props seriously, to you. props. Thank you, yeah. man. Thank you, man. And, uh, appreciate shout it. out to End Overdose yeah. for keeping yeah, all yeah. us safe. Big plug to End Overdose. Great yeah. people. Yeah. I know the owner and uh, all the team there. Yeah, Theo's great. Yeah, yeah. We also have an people. episode with them. Uh, for if you guys didn't know, um, definitely go check that out. There's a lot of really useful information on there. 
Power yeah, production so is key. Yeah. I I always say this quote to people, and I actually had someone say it back to me. It was like work. Uh, I always say work hard, play harder, but play safe. Yeah, but play safe, dude. Play as hard as you, you want. Do whatever you want, but just play safe. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of like all these like uh, out of state <laughs> festivals, because obviously we talked about ED Ocean, we talked about like EDC Orlando, and like I know a lot of us have been traveling a lot, and like I know you're like pretty much the ambassador for like Shambhala, <laughs> which is a dry festival I hear. Yeah, it's uh, it was voted actually number one festival in North America um, by DJ Meg this year. Yeah, I think it's the second time actually they won, but no yeah, way. it's a, yeah. And it deserves the title for sure. <laughs> That's really cool. Yeah, but um, it's in Nelson, BC in Canada. And yeah, it's a dry festival. So they don't like sell alcohol at all there. Um, you can't bring it in really at all. So it's like completely one with nature vibes. <laughs> and I think it's really interesting because like the vibe of the festival, like I love Shambhala so much because like I never really understood what people say when they're like, oh, like this festival is my home. You know, mm. everyone says that. I was like, okay, whatever, you know, that's cute, but I don't really feel that. But I totally, like the first year I went to Chambois, I like immediately got it. And I think it's partially to do with the fact that there is like no alcohol there. Like the vibe just is completely different than anywhere else. Mm. Dude, that's crazy. Yeah. Cause like, obviously, I mean, I guess it's all North America in the United States. Every festival out there is like, you know, so much alcohol yeah. and like everyone's drinking so much and like drinking's a big staple. Yeah, it's a big staple and like I know it's a cultural thing in like other countries and whatnot mm -hmm. too but like you know that was bad <laughs> that was bad what kind of I was, I was really speaking I was, of drinking I was really hope. I think it would have been better to be like well I, I, if you do enjoy drinking I lost it the, the, the words didn't come off my tongue right because I'm gonna be real my, my meds have worn off and I dissociated just now <laughs> I'm gonna be fully honest with you Man. I had, I had a lot of hope. <laughs> had a lot of hope. I dissociated yeah, halfway through we that. Were, okay. Damn. All right. Well, anyways, if you do partake in drinking, um, we'd like to take a quick second to thank our uh, sponsor for this episode, which is Quick Revive Hangover Recovery Supplements. Um, you can see them over on uh, Nand and Daniel's side. But um, essentially what these are is um, they're little packets of like four pills. Uh, and each of these pills has uh, Panax ginseng, electrolytes, turmeric, and B vitamins. And uh, they're made for you to take uh, either the night that you are drinking or you can take them the day after if you have a hangover and you need to get rid of it. Although they are significantly more effective if you take these while you're drinking, because what the what they do is they actually the Panax ginseng helps you process the alcohol faster, which in turn and then all of the other ingredients in there too. Turmeric helps with inflammation, mm -hmm. electrolytes uh, to hydrate you, and B vitamins help you uh, sleep better, also boost your immune system. All of this helps so that while you're sleeping over that that night when you wake up in the morning you feel normal again um so that is definitely something that if any for any of you out there that drink a lot um to definitely look into um and then another thing too is you want to talk about it oh i was gonna say something else oh, I was gonna, a fun fact that i i know about this as well as like you know like in uh, uh asia a lot of asian cultures they they you know 
drinking is a very big part of their culture oh, a very yeah, big yeah. part of like mm-hmm. um you know if you're if your boss if you have a work meeting with your boss you have to drink <laughs> yeah Straight they up. drink like fish over there they bro. drink like fishes <laughs> over there so that being said it's like how do these people do this like they're drinking so much it's because they have products like this similar to this anyway yeah um literally in convenience stores yep. so mm-hmm. it's not this is nothing new it's yeah. just it's finally here in the states exactly yeah. for yeah. someone that gets Period. really really bad hangovers <laughs> i.e me uh this works like a charm i have never had like a single hangover a single headache after taking this the night beforehand so and not to like promote more drinking but when he takes this he drinks more and he still doesn't get a hangover i've seen it yeah i don't even drink and i take it (laughs) (laughs) that's how good it is actually you know what my mom my mom actually um so we were in vegas a couple uh or last month for my mom's birthday and my mom is 60 and uh i gave her that and obviously it's her birthday, so she's drinking more than she usually does. And she actually told me the next day, she was like, wow, Devin, this this stuff actually works. Like, it's crazy. There you go. Yeah. And um, I went to a, we went to a Dr. Fresh show one time and my big bro, uh, my fraternity big bro was here visiting. And he also, he got trashed that night. In fact, we had to send him home and he took it. And the next morning he was like, yeah, I went to Pilates the next morning. Wow. And he like still made it. He felt fine. Um. But yeah, also I want to note that um, a lot there are a lot of other hangover recovery supplements out there, but a lot of those ones, um, you probably know the ones that we're talking about, uh, mostly just have electrolytes, um, but it's notable uh, that these, you know, obviously have more than just that. Uh, as I mentioned before, the Panax ginseng, the turmeric, and the B vitamins. Um, so those are key vit- those are key elements to making this a successful product. And lastly, um, the bags. They're totally reusable, um, and uh, they have the little seal. What are, what are oh, they yeah, called? Yeah, the, like, like Ziploc seals. Yeah, almost yeah. Like, on like there. you can reuse the little bags because it has that like squeezy Ziploc thingy where you could like like. Yeah, and so um, they're actually really great for like after you take the 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 pill the supplement pills. Um, I honestly use them to put my like vitamins in the morning. Um, so like when I'm in a rush and I can't eat breakfast at home, um, I just put all my vitamins in the little baggie. And since they're so small and portable, I just place them into my bag and I'm good to go. Um, I put mini ducks in mine. Like yeah. Little, little tiny <laughs> I'm sure duck, you can you know. find other things to put it, to put in there. Like but trinkets. Yeah. Little, little trinkets. Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, so definitely go check them out. Uh, and, um, honestly, like I said, all of us swear by it here. They actually do work. Um, and yeah, thank you so much, Quick Revive, for sponsoring this episode. Thank you. Uh, but back to Shambhala. Um, I, I really want to I really want to discuss this because yeah. uh, I mean we haven't really been we haven't been to any out of country festivals. Yeah, right. I haven't I yeah. haven't been to any international festival yet. Um, Gotta go. Yeah. yeah, that's the plan. Like I really want to hit Shambhala at some point. That's one of the yeah. Bigger ones. It's really just like it's just different like there's nothing like it to be quite honest i haven't been to electric forest yet so i know that their vibe is kind of similar but like you really just can't be like the vibes of like the canadian like i don't know just culture like everyone is just so there for the music and it's like i the first year that i went um they hadn't they have like opening ceremonies for all the stages and there was like just like a dance performance and we all like meditated together and i actually cried i know that's kind of corny but i it was just so moving and like it's really like it's really like just like an energetic like difference between you know is it it three days it's so what i also like about it is that it is three days but they also have a pre-party on the thursday and people will get there like 
I think the earliest you can get there is Tuesday morning. Mm. I mean, like, we'll just go and, like, camp and, like, even just the renegades and the vibes beforehand. Like, yeah. there's stuff going on from, like, Tuesday to, like, Tuesday, basically. So, love that. I will go for the whole, like, week. I love that. So. Love that. I know yeah. that uh, Shambhala is also, isn't it on, like, a, is on a reserve or, like, a farm? Yeah, like it's that? on it's on the Salmo River farm. That's also one of my favorite parts about it is that, like, during the day, like, before the music starts, like, it's, like... F- I mean, in Canadian, I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, but it'll be like 40 degrees Celsius, which is like so hot. So everyone will just like go down to the river that runs through the festival during the day and just like party and sit in the river and just like vibe out. And I mean, everyone's just having a great time. Everyone's naked. It's awesome. (laughs) That sounds, yeah, that that sounds super fun. Yeah, it's the best. Everyone being naked is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, they got some beaches in San Diego. I remember uh, black parts of black speech. That would be, um, just naked beaches you can just go and chill did yeah. you also do shambhala me Sam? yeah oh no I mean, no I mean everyone being naked i i know i know you get naked on stage and bc is beautiful man bc is one of the most beautiful places in, in the country uh it's unbelievable if you just haven't gone to bc you gotta go to bc yeah. um the hiking and skiing and everything is just un, un, unmatched um but no, I haven't been. And it's one of my things. Like, I would love to DJ like Shambhala, like Coachella, you know, just shit that makes no Dude, sense. Coachella. You know, like, that's what I want to do. You know, I just think it'd be so fun. Have you been to Coachella? No, I've never been to Coachella. Oh. That sounds like the worst thing in the entire world to me. It's, it's yeah. pretty. Where'd you go? Let's go next year. No, dude, there's no chance. Let's go, um, let's go next year. No, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Devin swears by Coachella. Yeah, I've heard good things. I am a hardcore Coachella stan. I know, I get why a lot of people don't like it, but at the same time, it is one of those things where it's just, it's just a whole experience. Yeah. And the first four years, actually, sorry, the first three years that I went, I did the full thing. Like I camped. Um, we like basically uh when i was in college and i went my fraternity would go like wednesday wednesday at like 3 a.m 4 a.m so that they would get right up like first in line to to camp and then we would basically have an entire lane to ourselves and we would like set up couches like a full like barbecue that's everything cool. it was like tailgating basically yeah, that's cool. and 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 we would wake up and um i i wasn't staying with them i was a little further back in the campsite but we would go there and like everyone would just be playing beer die before we like went yeah, into the yeah. festival that's cool and so it's it's a whole it's just a whole vibe um the artwork is super cool and then also i i just personally like it too because i also like hip-hop and other genres not just edm yeah, 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 and yeah, so yeah. it allows me to like still go and see those genres while also seeing edm because there's a pretty good edm representation at coachella too yeah they book if they, i mean i don't know i kind of get the thing where it's like okay i won't go until they book me get, <laughs> yeah you know. that's fair but i, I can you know. i can respect that but you know but i'm still gonna make you go next year yeah, <laughs> yeah. no Sean is, is her is her week it's my, it's, yeah it's yeah my... it's her week to go to to connect with nature or whatever, <laughs> whatever you were nature, talking about no, yeah. yeah, I feel like that would be the most they posted the other day, like like that they're going to reveal like a shocking like headliner and it was like comment your wrong answers only and I was like, Well, Texas, like yeah. that would probably be the most shocking artist announcement I could ever imagine yeah, for Shumble. <laughs> but you never you know, know, man. <laughs> a lot of crazy crazy stuff's happened with, with the project and at yeah. this point I'm not very I'm not even surprised anymore with some of the, the stuff that gets, you know, mm. sent our way. So 
Interesting. Who knows? What's what's like the um what are some other out of country festivals that you've been to that um you can recall like I don't know, either crazy experiences on or just like the overall What's the one you experience? like a lot? In Belarus or where? Oh no. Um the first festival I ever went to Budapest. um was called Zigat. It's in um Budapest. Whoa. I, That's Budapest. a big one. Yeah, yeah. I was traveling Europe like straight out of university and yeah, me and my friend were just like, let's send this festival. It's seven days long. It's a marathon. But That's like it literally changed my life. Yeah, it's it's kind of similar to Coachella vibes where like they have like the big headliners from like every genre. Got it. Okay. Yeah. When I went, Martin Garrix played, and I know that's like kind of basic, but like seeing his set like no. on a huge main stage like that, it literally changed. What my year life. was that? Um, I think it was. Ooh, I think it was summer of 2019. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. So it was semi recently, but it was it was like life changing. And that was your first festival. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. Okay. Wait. So you've been, damn. You've been in the scene for four years. Yeah. I'm pretty. I'm a pretty new. I mean, at this point, like this this past year, I think I've gotten a little more seasoned. But I'm definitely like a little bit new in the scene. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah it when was, I met when I met you, you were like. We were listening to Future Bass. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, hey, I feel like we the all start there. Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, it's okay. I mean, you're not the you're not the youngest raver here. Yeah. You know, Daniel's only been in the scene for, what, three years? Four five. years? Oh, five? Yeah. Oh, never mind. You are the youngest in this. Uh, <laughs> I baby what today. Yeah. What's, uh, Defcon's good. Yeah. Go to Defcon. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, yeah, tell us about Defcon. Defcon, I mean, it's like... Defcon brings a lot of international people too, so it has a little bit of like a kind of Tomorrowland sort of ultra kind of feel to it a little bit, um, as opposed to like Dominator, which is like strictly hardcore and it's like a little more compacted. Defcon is a big festival over a lot of days with a lot of international people coming, mm -hmm. um, and it is unbelievable. Really, really fun. Um, yeah. Seeing all the harder styles in one place at that frequency is just, it's sick. Yeah. Um, I've done Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. It's freaking huge. Oh, yes. It's dude, cool. That's first on my bucket list. Yeah. I I don't know. I was only there for a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a little bit early on in my my journey. Mm -hmm. So it, it, I was still in like the European culture shock kind of thing. But Got it. it was cool, man. The main stage is insane. And uh, there's a lot of different stuff that you can see there. Yeah. You know, you can go see up tempo. You can go see techno. You can go see mainstream. It's, yeah. it's it's a big deal. It's very very cool. So yeah, those are the big ones. You know, I, you, I've DefCon is one of those ones. Where you, <laughs> if you like hard style or hardcore, for anybody watching who does, you have to go to Europe and see a real festival. Yeah, yeah. You know, you like really need. Not that the festivals here aren't real, but you have to see. It it's like done the origins. In, yeah, yeah, you got to yeah, see the origin. Yeah. You got to see the history. You got to see the old gabbers. Like you got to see it. Uh, speaking of that, I actually wonder what's your obvious this this episode is gonna be afterward. But uh, what's your opinion on uh, the Apocalypse Fest that's coming up in like two weeks for us? Oh, well, it's cool, man. You know, I think any sort of I'm I'm just a huge supporter of Insomniac in mm -hmm. general, um, and I think you know a, a traveling to Europe and going over to Europe a lot. Um, you know, Insomniac is a great promotion company, mm -hmm. um, and you know they treat their artists very well. Yeah. Um. And so I think it's cool that they added that. I think because they got rid of Project Z. Yeah. yeah. Which is super disappointing. I yeah, loved. It's a bummer. I I went only one year. Did we only go one year? I think that was wasn't that the first year they had done it. I'm not sure. I just know I went. They didn't do Project Z the year before, did they? I don't. I don't remember. I'm not sure. 
I don't think so. I just know uh, I went no, and it was a did. lot they of did. fun. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah, they did the year before. Oh. Uh, Project Z was fun. I've always loved Project Z. Yeah, but interesting. I don't know. I think it was. I don't know. I don't know what the deal is with that. Yeah, I don't know the behind the scenes story. I know I, they're doing. They're replacing Project Z with. Uh, there's a new hard style uh, festival. I think it's yeah, uh, Bullseye. Bullseye. Mm. Yeah. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Insomniac is. Yeah, yeah it's, it's in December. Yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't even know about that. I don't know about that either. Yeah, I don't know. They're not promoting it as much as they should be. Um, I think they're focused. I think they're focused on Apocalypse right now because yeah. it's brand new. Like you can't be promoting like multiple new festivals all at the same time. That's you, not a lot of time to promote the festival. No, it's really not. No, it, came yeah. out a couple, it came out like a month and a half ago, two months ago. Yeah. yeah. Oh, interesting. I'm surprised yeah. we didn't hear about it. Yeah, it's, Bullseye it's and Apocalypse. Though. They like split projects. Yeah. Are you opening? Are you doing Bullseye? Yeah, but I'm on the side stage doing the techno thing. Okay. Mm. Oh, okay. Cool. Um, it's it, look as an artist like you can't play every single one you know mm. yeah. um and especially with like a la play you know socal becomes this thing where you have to kind of pick and choose yeah um and so and then it, and i've noticed that guys will get in like the beyond wonderland and then you'll do like something else maybe nocturnal but you won't ever get escape yeah you know you kind of get siphoned oh, into that interesting you know you get siphoned on repeat I, that was me like i never i've never done um and so next year i'm getting fucking fine oh i shouldn't Whoa. have said that you guys might have to, whatever. <laughs> pretend i didn't say that uh but yeah you like kind of move around like you'll get certain things you won't get other things um and it's all based on like you know markets that you don't want to like saturate in a market too deep yeah i see and if you got an la play you got to like be careful to drive up the demand to sell the most amount of tickets and blah 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 blah, blah. that makes sense yeah yeah it's so yeah i'm excited about apocalypse though should be cool my friend's plan probably go see her i think we're going to Seattle. We're not going to be there, so I'm definitely. <laughs> <laughs> are you are you a fan of drum and bass? Yeah, I like drum and bass a lot. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, drum and bass is great. Hell yeah. Yeah. Classics. I really like liquid drum and bass. Yeah. Oh, you like the more melodic stuff? Yeah, yeah. it's okay. just so groovy. You know, it's hard not to get uh, into it. Okay. We I saw, think I think I would like liquid D and V more. Oh, yeah. To be perfectly honest, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but. If it's if it's more melodic and more like moving your body in a fluid way, then yes. What's like, uh, who did we see at EDC that we like? Rohan. Oh yeah, yeah, he was awesome. Rohan Not was good. Liquid DMV, Rohan, just Rohan. Liquid. I don't know what his name is. Mm. Yeah. It's two A's. That yeah. guy slaps. Good yeah. DJ. Good guy. Sick. I'll yeah. look into him. Yeah. I know. Um, I know Justin Hawks does like an even mix of Liquid and also Ooh. regular DMV. Interesting. Shout out Justin Hawks. He's yeah. fucking great. Um, and then a lot of the like old, a lot of the older people I used to listen to uh, are Liquid. I mean, Netsky's done some like or Netsky. Sorry, Netsky. I gotta, it's Netsky. Netsky. Nope. <laughs> Discourse. It's Nets. It it is Netsky. It's confirmed, by the way. But um, I know he used to do some D and B stuff back in the day. And also, um, there's a this artist I used to listen to, uh, Woody, who is also like Liquid, Liquid drum and bass. Smokeland has a liquid smoke mix that they do that's really fire too. We Ooh, listen to that, that a lot. Dope. Liquid smoke. Yeah, that mix is good. <laughs> yeah, we listen to mix. Liquicity, like the Liquicity mixes on um, Liquicity used to be like a really big uh, liquid drum and bass oh. channel on YouTube and stuff. I haven't, but I will check it out. Oh yeah, check it out. Sick. Um, but yeah, do you guys uh, like like Dimension Wilkinson? Like yeah. all the would dimension be considered liquid dmd no, or no. just dimension no? is yeah. just drum and bass okay yeah it was great it was good uh seems like they're pushing him pretty hard too yeah yeah um and wilkins i've been seeing wilkinson in a lot more 
stuff. We saw him at EDC Orlando, actually. Yeah. Um, he was, and he was great. I didn't know it was him at first. And then when we were walking away from the stage, they're like, oh yeah, that was actually Wilkinson. I don't know why. I thought it was Armin playing. Yeah, I was like, this Armin's doesn't sound like Armin. Bass. Yeah, and I was, I was like, like I'm like, yeah, wow, Armin's playing a lot of drum and bass stuff now. <laughs> I, was I was like, like there's no way. I'm like, oh, that's just not him at all, but. Nice. Wait, are you, are you a fan of Wilkinson then? Me? Yeah. 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 It was really good. Wait, why? We got an email. We did? Yeah. New guest? Potentially. 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 Okay. Whoa. I'll put in the good word. Uh, like, they were chill. Go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, um, and he's been in the scene for a long time. So, actually. We're we talking um, like, is he like. He's an OG. So, he's like 22. Like, guy old, bro. Oh, so he's like 25. I'm kidding. It was you ever <laughs> Danny Bird? Do you ever listen to Danny Bird? That name sounds familiar. Yeah, he's kind of OG. Like he's like kind of mainstream drum and bass. Mm. Like almost like pop. It's almost like pop drum and bass. Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's okay. pretty. He's good though. Okay. I used to like a lot of his stuff from back. I don't know, ten years ago, I guess. Yeah, maybe, eight years ago, something like that. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, we need to get some drum and bass artists on here. I know we were talking to Reaper for a little bit. Uh, yeah, he just he lives cool. out in. Um, I think he also is from. I think he's from Austin. Uh, he's from Texas. So he's a big guy. He's a big yeah, guy, dude. <laughs> Dude, he walked. He walked up to the stage, and we were like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, he's six five, dude. We yeah, were like, holy dude. shit. He's like Shaq big, or he's tall, bro. He's six five. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. He's so funny though. He he's cool like, though. Yeah. We were talking about because we we're like, he he will be coming on this podcast probably like sometime next year. <laughs> but he talks him. out of his his eye hole. Yeah, he's gonna keep his, his mask, mask on. Yeah, because he doesn't want to reveal his identity. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> it's supposed to be so. That's funny. crazy. Wait, we were talking about. Um, drum and Death Pack. What is Death Pack again? Is that is that DMB? No, no, that's mid mid tempo. Never mind. I'd say Death Pack yeah. is mid tempo. We saw Death Pack here. Yeah, I've seen him a few times. He plays like heavy dubstep too, which I love. Obviously. Okay, wait, but so actually, this is a good conversation. Yeah, you know that's exactly why what I'm thinking. That's yeah, why I good, it up. good shit. So we, okay, actually, it's not even a theory anymore because it's kind of proven now. But we think Death Pact is multiple people. Okay. Uh, for, yeah. We think it's four people, mm-hmm. and we think that Res is one of them. Mm. We've had this conversation many a time. Yeah, we yeah. don't know. And our our friend, um, our friend, no names, no names. Our friend, uh, who is a notable DJ, um, knows who they are. But anytime we bring up the death back conversation, he just. He just yeah. looks away and he starts like walking away because <laughs> like, he knows. Like I'm not. I'm he doesn't want to tell short. anyone. Yeah, they are short. One of my mm. friends was. They shot a show recently that they play, that Death Pact played, and they didn't even like get in the green room even close to that, and they had to sign like an insane NDA. So wow. ain't nobody getting any information about, yeah. about them. I, I had, I had someone you, suggest Subtronics maybe might be on there. He's short. Could you, could no you imagine way. if, if uh, it was? Yeah, I don't think it's yeah. Could you imagine if it was actually know. four people and they all played at the same time in different places? They did, though. That That's a thing that they did. Wait, when did oh, they yeah. do yeah. They did that. Yeah. yeah. They played one show. I think one was Vegas. in Florida. Um, one was in Toronto, I think. We went to the show in LA. Wow. We went to the LA show. Yeah. yeah. The benefits And then of... I think one in New York. Yeah. Damn, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was like last year, I think. Yeah, that's pretty. Sick. I, we couldn't figure it out. I mean, like, yeah. I was like, <laughs> I was like, is it somebody big? And then I was like, I don't know, you know, because like, what's the incentive of somebody big doing it? Because it doesn't feel like they're putting a lot of effort into it. I mean, they are, but they're not. Like, I don't know. Like, it's hard to. I can't explain what I'm trying to say. It just it, it feels like somebody who's like 
we know. I don't know. It's not somebody big. There's a yeah, yeah, That's I, what I think. I, I just I, don't I, think it's some like big DJ doing I, this like Death Pack project. I do mm-hmm. agree. I do agree with that. Because like, could you imagine like let's just throw a name in Zed. Zed's not gonna go do that. That's what I'm saying. It's like what's the incentive for the big DJ? I think. And if it's somebody who's making something similar. Why would they do that? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why would Rez do that? from their own audience. She might be friends with them. They're, it might be in the same circle. But, like, why would Rez make a project that's Rez? There too, is there is a theory mask. that came on. Am I allowed to talk about the theory? No names, but I can talk about the theory. Sure. Um, the theory is, uh, obviously, there is, there's, you know, a person with a mask on there. But let's say it's maybe a canceled DJ that still wants to be on Whoa. stage. You know what I mean? Canceled in, DJ! In that, in that Whoa, case, yeah. they would put on a mask, not reveal themselves, and still be able to be on stage yeah. with a persona now, now making music you know, it's a possibility you know that it's is definitely a possibility i don't know how real that theory could be but you know damn that could be that, that could be real because like if a talented artist who gets canceled because they did something really fucked up that's one way to do it just cover your face yeah that's yeah that'd be that'd be dark yeah. it is dark it is dark that's why i was like, yeah, should yeah, I, yeah, like yeah. can i even talk about I that think somebody, it's not somebody going this way like big to there i think it's somebody like coming up who was somebody maybe but it was mm-hmm. a previous project that did well that kind of like yeah. died off sank off it's like you know yeah. sank, it was like some trap artist or something you know what i mean it was like trap fell off it's somebody like that i think that sounds that was well. somebody that we'd all go oh it's him or sh- her yeah. oh shit mm-hmm. and they're kind of going this way that, yeah that probably sounds a little bit more believable. that's just my theory yeah well but i have no idea i i have I have some pretty good reason to believe that Rez is one of the four people. I mean, yeah, maybe mid tempo stuff. Yeah, that uh, I've doubt that it. I've, well, <laughs> that I've talked to who, yeah, same just, camp. Though. Okay, it's the same camp yeah. for sure. Yeah, there's like definitely that realm. Like they're I don't, all in the same group. I don't like know, friend man. group. I'm, you know, I'm I mean? death backed. Little Texas is death back. She's death back. <laughs> yeah, it's actually me. Yeah, Ellie is death back. Marshmallow is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Death back is cool, though. I will say death back is yeah. a very cool death project. Death is dope. Awesome blew project. my mind at escape. I was just like, what? Yeah. I, the, the last two death pack sets, I honestly can argue that they are like the best sets of the night. Which is so weird because both of those have been completely different. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, escape, well, I mean, that's why it's theorized there's more than one person. Confirm yeah. that there's more than one person. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Because escape was very like bouncy. It was very like bouncy, but bass heavy. And then ECO was was, very hard. It was hard, but it was slower. It was like slower mid tempo, just harder, harder bass. Interesting. We'll never know. It's Little Texas. It's Little Texas. You can see it in his eyes. (laughs) It's it's Martin Garrix. (laughs) Death Pack, come on the podcast. You don't have to reveal your faces. That would be crazy. (laughs) All all four of them show up. We're like, damn it. We got to have modulators (laughs) for their (laughs) for their voices. That'd be so cool. That would be cool. Since these two are dating, oh, yeah. and you know you're in the music world and whatnot, I was asking, wondering Haley's opinion. Like, does that ever get in the way of the relationship, or have you guys created dynamic to make it work? Because we asked for B the same question, and we've asked other artists because yeah. we know it's it's a wild ride just to be an artist. <laughs> yeah. So like, like, yeah, the work yeah. life balance. Between yeah, yeah, that exactly. The work life balance of your relationship yeah. and work, you know, being an artist. Also, how you how you two met 
as well. I'm, I'd be interested. We met online. Yeah, we met on Twitter. Yeah, uh, I met on Twitter. She was classic EDM. Twitter. She was yeah, being nice. super thirsty. <laughs> okay, that's not true. Uh, she, she I think it was she actually wasn't. you that made that. Actually, I don't know who it was. It was, the, it was the feeling typical, was mutual, typical yeah. internet. Run back the DMs. Typical, <laughs> typical internet, like liking to like, like commenting banter. to the DM yeah. and then yeah. like, what's up? Yeah. yeah, a modern romance. Story. Yeah, for real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's how we met. But I don't know. Go ahead on that question. Um. Yeah, like it's funny because like sometimes, I mean, recently kind of this happened where somebody... Um, like Sam was like in a meet and greet or something and someone took a photo like kissing his cheek or whatever and somebody commented saying that like they were going to like inform me about it because like they didn't think that it was cool of him to do that but like honestly like it doesn't bother me at all like I don't even really think about it just because we're so secure in our relationship like we when I'm here like visiting we literally spend 24 hours a day together like all week so like I'm just like so I think we're both like very secure in our relationship to the point where like we it's almost like not even a thought yeah you know which is like obviously the ideal like yeah 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 I mean Haley hasn't given me a reason to not trust her yeah exactly and like for example Haley and I give each other our phones all the time yeah yeah neither of our phones are are locked or I know your password whatever but my phone is not locked and I like have her like the other night we had a bunch of people over and I was like running around my apartment and I was like, here, take my phone. People are going to call me like and text yeah. me. Can you like answer my texts and shit? And yeah. like, I'm like, yeah. here, take my phone, you know, like all the time, Yeah, you know? And like, if that's not an indicator of a secure relationship in 2023, <laughs> I don't know what is. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I heavily him. agree with that. Like, Cause like, if you can't true. give your girlfriend your phone without being a little worried, why are you worried? True. Right. Yep. Why are you yeah. worried, bro? What Give her the phone. <laughs> you know? Like, so I don't know. I mean, I'm at a I'm at a place in my life where like I'm I'm 34. You know. I've I, I was gonna say, you guys are both older too. I I feel like that definitely does help, you know? Like i feel like, you know, when you're younger and you haven't really been you haven't really learned on your own like how to be fully secure with yourself. Oh yeah. yeah. It, that definitely is a huge factor and especially in this industry where like you know a lot of um there's like that power dynamic of like you know if you're an artist um you have a lot of younger girls who are fans who are you know making moves on you and stuff and if you ever do end up with one of them a lot of them aren't mature enough to actually have that sense of security still yeah. you know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, that's true, you know, uh, I, uh, uh, no, I mean, like for me, it's like, I'm in a place in my life where like, I want something, you know, that's, I'm trying to build a future. Yes. Without yes. It. Trying yeah. to build a future and like, sorry, babe, but I've lived the other way and, uh, Man. you know, it's, it's not very a fulfilling life, um, it. you know, and like, as it, and I'll, I mean, I'll just be completely honest like as a dj you're right there are people throwing themselves at you yeah and i think you know if you're a guy who's 16 years old and wants to be a rock star yeah i think that you also probably want that aspect of being a rock star a little bit too and ultimately it's an unfulfilling thing it's could be fun for a minute but it's unfulfilling and yeah you know creating a future is much more rewarding and being with one person the depth and the depth of that 
like we were talking about with like interest, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if you get into something and keep getting, you know, diving deeper and the shared experiences, you know, that yeah. we've had together and the depth of our relationship and the how comfortable we are with each other yeah. and how much she nurtures and supports me when I need it. Uh, that's something invaluable. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And it's worth, you know, living that fucking DJ life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, I see guys, I, I, I know guys, you know, I know guys who are like in their late 30s. I was like, still doing that. Brother, yeah. <laughs> the grass ain't greener, dude. Like, you know, Miss Wright, like the, the fantasy that like, oh, I'm just going to know the perfect girl when she hits. I'm just going to know. I'll know it. No. When she's there, that's bullshit, brother. Sorry, fellas. <laughs> that doesn't, that's not real. Yep. You're yeah. going to know that she's like, but she has she's in the top rank yeah she's not just a girl that you want to fuck you know what i mean yeah. and like yeah. i hate to break it to you but like guys know pretty much immediately yeah where you are that's I, how i agree that's yeah. a big thing i'm not uh, just i'm recently. being real i'm being real that's how guys think it's like either i could bring you home to mom or i won't yeah and like you're in one of the categories and you're not moving like that's yeah. the unfortunate part it's different with women i think but yeah. I think women need to get to know you more. 100%. Women will be like, he has potential, but like, I need to get to know him. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but a perfect we, relationship is built. Yeah. We yeah, kind of so feel true. that way. And, and um, it's like, bro, it's a fallacy. Yeah. Like you're not, it's not, that's not how it works. You have to like put in time, you know, ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool to hear that from, from you because it's also like, Hookup culture, like in 2023, like in this day and age, is super toxic. You know, yeah, yeah, someone sure. told dating me, in 2023 is just super yeah, toxic. And yeah. someone told yeah. me, like, it, it was, and very recently too, they were like, you can flex like a bunch of people, like, you can flex like how many people you've slept with, but how many people do you know that are flexing a stable relationship? Yeah. yeah you know, for real. And it's, yeah. Nah. Yeah. And I think what you said too about just like guys pretty much instantly know is like such a big thing and uh i i know this because like i've i mean I, like i'll just be transparent like in in my life right now like i'm i'm like seeing someone and this nice i yeah well <laughs> it's like nice it, it is nice. it she is hot, dude <laughs> you know <laughs> it is one of those things where over like time i didn't see it that way at first but i kind of feel like that Oh, like over time, this thing was built. It wasn't something that I initially felt right off the bat. Um, and I think that that speaks volumes because uh, normally I would be like, oh, this is instantly someone I'm, I'm interested in or I'm not, you know. But as I've gotten to know her more and more over the last year, like it's one of those things where, wow, like this is actually a very compatible person for me long term. You know? Totally, totally, totally. And I don't know, man, dating's hard in 2023. I think that there's like, it's like both sides of the both sides are a little I don't know we're expecting different things and I don't think that we know like what we need to expect and I yeah. think that there's a lot of blame getting placed on from from both sides yeah like, oh fucking girls only want money and nah, 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 nah. <laughs> and then you know the women are saying oh guys are fucking assholes and fucking can't keep their dick in their pants you know all this different shit <laughs> and it's like dude there's nothing wrong with women wanting a guy with money yeah do you know how many fucking guys are in their DMs bro if you want a solid chick, you need to be, yeah. you need to have value, yeah. my guy. Agreed. Like, Agreed. are you stupid? Yeah. Like, you need to, like, maybe get in shape, number one. Like, if you're not in shape, you should probably get in shape because you're going to have a harder time getting hot girls. It's just not the truth, fucking guys. rocket it's science. Just, it's the truth, truth. My bro. At the very but, least, you need to have confidence in yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, that makes confidence. the most yeah. difference. Yeah. Yeah. You just totally, totally. You should be aspiring to make money yeah. because, like, do you want to fucking, like, 
like no offense, but it's going to be emasculating if she's, if you're not making any money and she's making all the money. Yeah. I don't care how deep you, you are going to get emasculated eventually yeah. off of that. And I so think, you should probably make money. Yeah. You and, don't need to be the breadwinner. You might not, you could be completely mutual. Yeah. But if you're not making any money, brother, it ain't going to feel good. And, and to circle back on the working out thing too, not only is it like to like make you feel confident in yourself, but it also shows good discipline. Like, really. And uh, I think a lot of girls are looking for that. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I want a guy that can say he's going to do something and stick to it. Yeah, well, yeah, and I think that team. builds trust. Exactly. You know, if you if you have if you're with someone like they stick to their word, yeah. no matter what, it's like cool. 100%. Yeah, I can trust yeah. this person. Yeah, I and mean, for both sides of the coin, it's like, dude, the things we do in our lives and the decisions that we make have an effect on us. Yeah, and will deter certain partners. Yep, and we need to be cognizant of that. Hundred percent. You know, and as long yeah. as there's no shame or like moral condemnation, yep, coming down. Then like wanting certain things is fine. Yep. You know, and we need to be aware of that, that like certain things might detract or deter a potential mate that you really will like. Yeah. So yeah. like be aware. Yeah. You know, like don't go too hard because <laughs> you might have, it might have repercussions later in the future. Yeah. And I don't think that that is unreasonable either. Yeah. So I think it's just like, yo, like we got to just be real about this stuff. You know, and, and we'll real. all be we'll all be happy. One hundred percent. You look like you're sponsored by Young LA. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna make me do a bunch of weird ab exercises like that one time. <laughs> you my love, was, you my show was fucked oh up. My dude, God, you love he him. had me dude, on like fucking, ab workout. I know he nuts. had me on fucking medicine balls and shit in the middle of the gym, hanging from the fucking you did thing. The same. I was like, dude, I feel ridiculous, bro. <laughs> what the fuck like, are we doing, great, dude? Can we bench press? <laughs> Anyway, no, that was actually really good. I was sore for like four days. It was great. Let's go. You did the same thing to Seriously, me. Seriously, I was like really sore after that. That's so funny. You're like yeah. taking a shit on the toilet. And you're like, I can't even fucking scream. Oh, that's, that's how I know. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> oh my God. But um, to circle it back, um, how do you two handle the work-life balance? Considering there's a lot of travel time and like, I'm sure you're, you're doing your own thing as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he does like... I think he said that um, you're going to be like working every single weekend to like the end of May or something like that. Like you don't have a weekend September. off. Damn. September. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, did you um, say September? Workaholic. It's yeah, currently pretty November. Much. I have like a month off here. I only have like two more shows this year. And then once the tour starts in late January, like mid late January, I think I might have a weekend off in April, but it's pretty much every single weekend. And then we go to Europe. Yeah. Right after UDC, we fly to Finland, I think. And then we're in Europe for three months. I'll come back like for a week to do wait. Uh, fuck, I'm blowing it today. Just giving away all my dates. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if we need I, to, we can bleep all nah, that. That's out. cool. It doesn't matter. Uh, I'm coming back. I'll come back for a week to come to the States to do a show and then go back to Europe until the end of August. So pretty much every single weekend. But we like we like have a good little thing. You know, we wake up. We like to do the same things. That's another reason why our relationship yeah. work, works. Haley and I like to do the same shit and we wake up, we do our content stuff, you know, cause we both need to post yeah. and we help each other with that. I love that. And then we get our coffee, we eat our food, you know, to eat the meals and then we, you know, we'll go to the gym or not and make the music when we need to. And it's, it's pretty chill, you know, and she, she is a huge support when I'm on the road and stuff. So she knows how it goes. She knows how it goes and helps me out when we're, at, when we're doing the shows and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's not that hard actually. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. it's only on the weekends, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah. 
And you guys are going to be moving in together, so I'm sure that's probably going to help significantly. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I mean, she's excited. from Canada, so she has to go back. Yeah, I can only be in the States for oh, half the year, right. yeah, yeah, or else they will deport me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. <laughs> so so. That, it kind of sucks. I get lonely when she's yeah. not here. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the long distance part, I feel like, is what is more, like more i don't even want to say difficult because it's like really not a big deal but um it's mm. a little bit more difficult to manage like as opposed to like the whole like traveling for work thing you know yeah, yeah. but that's interesting honestly yeah. i mean because i've uh i've done like a long distance relationship before and i know plenty of friends that have done it yeah um i mean and you if you really like the person you find a way to make it work but it is it does make it significantly harder. Yeah, and for sure. I would say there's almost like a, I don't know if it's like, it's like a culture shock in a way of like when you finally do, when you guys, the two of you are able to like live in the same space, it's like you think it's going to be like, oh, it's so cool. Like we're together all the time, but it's weird. Because you you, now you have to create that new dynamic. Yeah, Because you've exactly. already built that dynamic exactly. of like being apart and yeah. seeing each other on a screen. Yeah, it was like that at first, but it's like month on month off right now. And then we yeah. go to Europe and we stay in Europe for three months. Oh, yeah. So yeah. this next year, well, she's really only not going to be able to be here for like a couple months. Yeah, it'll you be know, awesome. You know, and and so it's, it's, it is a little bit culture shock. But since when she comes here, she does live with me for like months at a time and we've been yeah, doing it so much right. yeah it's immediately back into the groove yeah you know and like you already have your dynamic you know how to yeah. like we settle right back in almost immediately yeah, yeah. i love that i like yeah. it yeah. that's really cool yeah but it is hard you're right yeah. you were right about what you said that if you're only spending these spurt moments together yeah it's like really high intensity and then nothing and yeah then really I, high intensity and then nothing i'm pretty like lucky in that i also have a job where i can like do from anywhere essentially so like if i was like working a traditional job like i used to it would obviously be so much more difficult but we mm. make it work pretty easily i think yeah it's yeah. it's chill yeah it's chill and, and i don't know we're like about longevity i think yeah for you know, sure. with a lot of things so like we try not to like overkill anything that's like smooth and steady you know like it's like we don't over amp <laughs> yeah yeah anything it's like dude it's better to like just keep it even killed yeah yeah plus it's that's like a, a big thing it's a great perspective of looking at it too because it's just like it doesn't need to be so high energy and extreme because like well we have tomorrow we have next week we have Could you know next month uh, like 50 years yeah dude. like there's <laughs> yeah, no I mean. need for us to like throw the entire everything and rush it in the first couple yeah, of months i think that's a sign of maturity yeah. for sure you know you know that's a really fair point i'm thinking about it when i was like i don't know 18 19. oh yeah that was me like yeah. I, I rushed relationships like i wanted all of it right away like we gotta like all the time and it's like no no if it's a long-term relationship you don't need to like yeah. have all of this happen in a week well yeah people fight over romance and finance man you know what <laughs> I mean? that's what people fight about you know and so you gotta keep it keep it steady yeah even keeled man yeah i think like that's like just going along with the maturity thing it's it's almost like talking to each other every day right it's like i feel like when you're younger you feel this need to always be talking to the person that you like you know every single day at every moment of the day right but i think as you get older it's and you get busier it's like you don't need to do that you know yeah, you don't true. need to necessarily do that because you you already you know and you trust that oh well i'm just going to talk to them later yeah. and then we'll have stuff more we'll have more stuff to talk about you know so <laughs> yeah 
I agree yeah, with that's that. like no, that's, well, okay. I, that's <laughs> a funny thing you bring up. There's like a whole that's a whole discussion because that's very that's a very male thing a male thing to say because guys will be like, well, my girlfriend wants to know what the fuck I'm doing 24 seven. What the hell? <laughs> we can talk later, man. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? She's telling me all this shit, and it's like, I feel you. Yeah. I actually feel you. I think it's just a balance, but what, what the real answer I think is that it's a balance between meeting everybody's needs. Yeah. That yeah. certain people are going to need a little more communication on that front. Exactly. I do agree with certain that. Pe- and then it's up to me, it's up to me to make her feel seen and heard and whatever. Yeah. As but it's also up to her to give me space when I need it. Yes. You yeah. know? I do agree and with that. that. balance to, to make me not feel... I don't want to say suffocated. It's too much. It's too strong of a word, but to make me not feel like, you know, that it, and to make her feel loved and cared about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting though. Cause I've been on both sides of the spectrum. Like when I was in college, I think I was mo- like more of like the, like I wanted to talk. Why don't you Needy. guys look at each other? Like that? Needy. spectrum. Devin was a oh. clinger stage five clinger. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I, I have my, the, 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 Character development has come a long way for sure. But uh, I would say, yeah, now I'm definitely more on the end of, I think just because like we're all so much busier in our careers now that there's so many other things to focus on that are just more important to us now um, that like I can see that perspective of it way more. And so that's why like, you know, what I mentioned with the person that I'm seeing now, she's very like, she's like so low maintenance. Like we could literally go days without talking to each other and then just pick right back up. That's, cool. See, that's that's wild to me because like for me for me it's like we don't need to talk but it's like i want you to know i'm safe that's it totally yeah just little little updates of like yeah i got home safe like anytime yeah. i go out drinking and whatnot it's like yeah i know you you trust but like i'm in the opposite side as well it's just like if you go out and drink do whatever you want just knowing you got home safe the next day when i wake up i'm like oh good you're safe that's i'm happy yeah yeah it's i read a book that helped me tremendously so if anybody's out there oh, since we're on the subject if anybody's like struggling with relationships you know or like staying in a relationship or dating people they probably shouldn't yeah um and then not being able to get out you know the, the problems that we tend to, to see in relationships this is a book called attached it's really famous uh but it's about attachment types and that you know got me aware first and foremost of what i needed to work on in my own life and then it gave me the tools and actions to then do that yeah you know first i got to get aware but awareness means shit if you don't do anything yeah and so like then i did all the stuff that it told me to do and now i have a relationship that's lasted longer than any other relationship and then i'm stoked on and so that's like a good thing how long have you two been dating two years yeah yeah almost two years yeah is that a long time (laughs) (laughs) the longest relationship i've been in is one so So, yeah it's long in 2023 yeah so yeah it's cool it's good man yeah. yeah. Good. That's awesome. That's well, awesome. That's awesome. That's Sorry. awesome. <laughs> TikTok sounds. <laughs> Your brain is just calibrating TikTok sounds all the time. We don't have Mickey right now on camera. That's usually her job. <laughs> uh, but we do have some fan or some uh, community questions. Let's go. For you. Let's do yeah. it. Um, so let's go ahead and ask them. And then after we'll listen to the other <sighs> unreleased track. Uh, see right asking here. about just I just want to throw this in there. This has been a very dynamic like conversation, and I really enjoy it. Like, awesome. like hearing your guys's like perspective of like just the industry as well as relationships. It's been really nice. Cool, yeah. man. I'm glad. Oh, yeah. You guys want to go first? Um, 
Yeah, I can. Yeah, I got one right here. Well, um, let's see here. Uh, well, first off, um, our friend Scott wanted to just uh, let Did us you see know. That? Is that on camera? Do you what? see her doing what she's doing right now? I, I hope, don't think I so. hope it's not on camera. Wait, what are you Damn. doing, Mickey? <laughs> um, well, uh, our friend Scott was also at uh, ED, EDC Ocean. He just wanted to let you know that um, uh, you had like one of the best sets, uh, uh, Ben, the best overall thanks, vibes. Scott. Yeah. Uh, and then. Uh, Christian95, we've answered a lot of his questions prior. Um, love you, Christian. Yeah, I love you. But he also just asked if you have any like uh, pre-game rituals, anything anything that you do uh, prior to going on stage. Uh, oh, yeah. Stretch a little. Uh, definitely do some stretching. I'll do some push-ups sometimes. Well, I thought you said scratch a little. <laughs> close, close, close arm push-ups yeah. so I get to try. Uh, and nice. then I do... I kind of like... It's a sort of little meditation thing where I'm sort of... I guess like asking the universe in a sense, but this is like an intention setting to like help me be of service to the crowd. I love that. I love that. You know, that it's like, know. it's not about me. Yeah. It's about like, help me perform the best of, to the best of my ability to give the people a, you know, a service essentially mm -hmm. um, that, is, that is the best that I can do in this moment. Yeah. You know, um, let me put any sort of things that I'm worried about aside and go up there and perform to every crowd that I'm performing to equally, um, which can be, can be difficult depending on the energy of the room and you know, all the different stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay, I should perform for a hundred people with the same intensity and like level of, you know, entertainment vibes that I do to 5,000, you know? Yeah. And, I, and I really try to do that. Um, and that is not the easiest task actually. Yeah. You know, it's, it can be difficult. So that's what I do. Nice. Pretty simple. Water. <laughs> <laughs> So wait, um, just just a short question off of that. Are you like, are you are you religious at all? No, I would not consider myself a religious okay. person. I, I don't either, but um, uh, but I definitely am like, I do feel that humans need to have a spiritual practice, mm -hmm. for lack of a better word. 100%. I don't I don't have a better word than spirituality, unfortunately. Yeah. Because I think it's like corny. I'm not religious. I'm spiritual. I'm like, yeah, you and everybody else in fucking Venice. Like, what the fuck do you mean by that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm like, shut up, dude. Yeah, yeah, literally. Sounds uh, oddly specific. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah but but it, but that there's there's some truth to that. I'm just poking fun. Oh yeah. Um, so I do the, think that there a connection with the 4D or like higher power or whatever yeah. energy or like I think just meditation and stuff like that. I think yeah. There's clearly something there, and even yeah. in religion, there's clearly something there. Yeah. Having I faith is. I was I was gonna say like I I remember having this conversation because I'm Buddhist, cool. I, I, I'm Buddhist and you know like I have a lot of friends who are of the Christian or Catholic or, or Buddhism or whatever they are. At the end of the day, people just need a belief system. Like if you don't have a belief system and you don't have a faith system, it's hard for a lot of people to just go on. Sometimes <laughs> we just need that thing to trust that hey everything's gonna work out. Whether it's a higher deity, whether it's an energy, yeah. whether it's even myself, you just gotta have a belief system in something. So that you can see the positive, so that you can move forward in a way that's like growthful and like forward. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I'm a big law of assumption, law of attraction person, and so I think that uh, religion is uh, like to me. Um, so I'm agnostic. Um, I mean, I'm Catholic by blood, but I choose to be agnostic, and I believe that uh, a lot of religious practices um, are just based around like like praying for example right is almost like a form of manifestation totally right where it's like you're praying for this thing that you want and it's a thought that uh, it's a reoccurring thought 
in your mind. And that's kind of how manifestation works, right? Is you are putting something out into the universe that you want uh, repeatedly, but you're doing it in a way of like almost thanking the universe for it before you receive it. Right. So giving yourself that feeling of already having yeah, it. Yeah, that, that, that stuff works. And I feel like prayer is definitely a version of that, you know? Yeah, why it um, works, I, I, we can talk all day about why, but for sure. it does seem yeah. to work. And <laughs> yeah. I agree with what you said. Yeah, dude. we talked about this at the gym, I believe, before, right? Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, Dan, you want to ask the next question? Oh, there's a lot. I'm just kind of like going through them and then uh, just... Let's do rapid fire. Let's go some <laughs> rapid fire. Um, can you go faster, though? Yes. Favorite song you ever made? I think Louder might still be my favorite. I'm really, I really like that one. Um, you're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Nico uh, Marie 96 says, um, no question for him, but I'm mad in love with his girlfriend. Hey, <laughs> there you go. Boop, boop. <laughs> uh, what's it, what, what does it feel like being the face of American hardcore? Uh, I feel grateful that I get to, I do feel a sense of, I, I feel gratitude. And I also do feel a sense of like patriotism a little bit. Honestly, <laughs> I was at DEF CON. There's a big, american flag from these american flags and fans and they were holding it up and i like i felt proud in that moment i did actually um so i'm, I'm grateful though it would be the answer mm. ona kiksem asks if you had to change your stage name to another state what would it be irrelevant there are no other states <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know man i'm just picturing like little little hawaii or like Ohio. 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 I would, I would transcend reality because Ohio doesn't exist. Yes. <laughs> and I would achieve Nirvana. Um, would you rather fight a monkey or a kangaroo? Uh, monkey, probably. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I agree. Dude, probably. Kangaroo Kangaroos have a lot of muscle. Up, bro. If that thing kicks yep. you, you're gonna you're breaking something. Yeah, because a real. monkey technically uh, technically a monkey is small. Yeah. Most most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Orangutans are orangutans. Monkeys are monkeys, I think. Um, our homie Blue Eyed Raver asks, "How many cowboy hats That's do you own?" I think I've got like probably like ten or twelve right now. Okay, some get recycled, some get lost. Mm. Some go over your private parts. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Zero down thirty asks, "What advice do you have for someone trying to get their EDM career started?" Obviously, be unique. I think everybody says that it's a little bit trite, but like I think. If you look, if you really want to get clout and or not clout, if you want to get shows and you want to do what EDM DJs do and be a big producer, you have to be good at social media. Like, I really believe that I that, agree. that is yeah. the way that you are going to get people to know you. Yeah. And I also think it's like, just write, just let the songs take them where they take you. Don't try to like I was talking about earlier with the boxes and stuff. You have to just write and let the songs take you. And I'll use an analogy uh from hardcore that the kick that you think is too weird mm -hmm. is probably the kick you should use mm. you know because i like it, that it'll stand out yeah i didn't know <clears throat> yeah don't be afraid a lot of people won't like it weird. but a lot of people will and then they'll talk about it and it'll set yep. you apart <laughs> <laughs> i got one i got one t t uh Taylor's uh, if you had to take a different path in life, what would it have been? Uh, I think at this current point, I would maybe like 
get into like the fitness industry somehow. Maybe. I get you. Maybe. Yep. Uh, like I would do what Sam Sulak does. I would be like Sam Sulak. Like I would want to do that. Like big, freaky, like real bodybuilder shit. Mm-hmm. But also you like know who that is. Int- introspective guy. Also like helping the bros. Yeah. But but not in like the like little fucking fitness industry. Like yeah. I want to be like big and jacked and freaky. Yeah. A real bodybuilder. Yeah. Wait, you were the one who showed me him, weren't you? Yeah. He's yeah. He's the man. Dude, he's got millions and millions of followers. He's the he's like he's like the, trending right now. He is the Sam guy is right huge. now. He's him. Yeah. He's and he he's him. big. He's freaky. He's big. He's a whole yeah. and he knows what he's doing. Actually, and he's like just super calm, down to earth, chill guy, like, dude. I actually he, just did a video to one of his sounds. Uh, it was like, um, you know, when like is like grandma. I don't know. The, the caption, I'm trying to explain this as best I can as a TikTok, but he, the caption was like, Grandma, wow, you're so buff. You must get all the girls. And then it's just, it's like me. And Sam's like, no. Yeah. Not I exactly. I, I would go as far to say that that's um, just being misinformed, but it almost borderlines delusion. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Or I could see myself getting into like some kind of like social theory type kind of thing. You know, like I don't, I don't, not philosophy, but like still like a influencer, YouTube type person. Sociology. Yeah, some kind of sociology stuff. You know, maybe, maybe. your own podcast. Yeah. Actually, like I'm probably gonna start one. You should. <laughs> yeah. I was like afraid of starting a podcast because I was like, I'm gonna say something and get canceled, and then like. <laughs> And, and this is like, why you, know you have a PR team that yeah, can like that, sift through yeah. all that. Yeah, and I was like, well, I can always just edit shit out, you know. And I was like, fuck that, dude. Like, I'm gonna, you know what? Fuck that, you know. Yeah, if, if so you I st- want to start it because I think I can have some cool conversations. I think you would. Too. I want to do it for completely selfish reasons. Yeah, I want to do it to have conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I want to do. It. Hey, that's why now started his. I yeah, know. I mean, and, to be honest, that's also why we started ours. It's just to have a conversation, like, yeah. like humanizing the artist at the end of the day like totally you are sam you're not just little that's Texas. actually very true yeah also my gym bro yep <laughs> i'm gonna miss you yep <laughs> he's not gonna miss those ab workouts that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> dude, those ab workouts are crazy i don't know how but they're good I he's got pride. great he's got great abs <laughs> thanks man you do have great abs. gotta get these calves bigger Devin. i know i know <laughs> gotta get that upper shelf bigger too <laughs> yeah every fuck yeah it's not that bad you got a good you got a good upper shelf thanks man i think it's gotten better i don't here. i have a horrible chest i have a no you don't i have a pretty like thick chest no you it, don't look haley's even agreeing but with my me nipples are wide you're they're crazy. like all over here so like it kind of goes like like i don't have the aesthetic just and i have this big tattoo you know i'll never see my striations i'll never see my shredded chest because my tattoo's so big and black that is true i know Insert i know the, the tattoos <laughs> the oh tattoos do take away from the muscle yeah that's why i haven't tattooed my left shoulder i'm just yeah. keeping it for the what was that. what was your first tattoo it was a tattoo on my arm just okay. like a little tattoo right here yeah. most of my got tattoos i got sober though how many do you have <sighs> like 50 something Damn. she's still getting tattered I, I got so many now i'm like i don't want to get tattered anymore it hurts you're like I'm she over got it. tattooed yesterday. I was like, "Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. man." Yeah, I mean, your fucking head is tattooed. I know. That's why I'm like, I'm good. See, that's like, crazy. I'm that's good. That's crazy. <laughs> Honestly, though, it'd be pretty cool if we had like an episode where we're getting tattooed like on the episode. Yeah, you guys should go. I would, I'm peak. I would absolutely. You do would do it. I'd do it. Too. I'd get yeah, yeah. I'm peeking tattoos. Yeah, I'm peeking. on your butt. I'm not getting the logo on our butts. <laughs> yeah, on your butt cheek, right there. You know, you might be onto something there. Yeah, I don't know about butt cheek, but. You gotta save that spot for something special. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like what? <laughs> two. I'm gonna, I I'm gonna get two 
two zero on my cheeks. So then when I, you know, okay. it says two hundred. Yeah, of course, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Not two forty. No, two hundred. Oh, okay, two hundred. Okay. Or you get a W on one and then a W on the other, and then you wow. spread. It says wow. Yeah, yeah. that's a class. <laughs> that's another good one. And then the next time you yeah. crouch on stage, or if someone's looking it upside down, it says mom. But that's a different. Yeah, it's, yeah. that's weird. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Anyways, um, you have do you have another track for us? Yeah, uh, sure. Yeah, I gotta, Let's hit it. Working on a new album, so I'm working yeah, on a new that, album. When's that coming out again? Probably not for like a couple, at least four or five months. We try to drop it around May. That's still soon. Yeah, That's pretty like, soon. I've got a bunch of stuff that I've like kind of like halfway through, and like a bunch of tracks that I had to kind of finish. And I'm then I'm working on like another techno thing hmm. um, that I want to do. I think this is one of the new. <laughs> No. Let's uh. <laughs> okay, here we go. Ready? stuff like you know we're doing a lot of different stuff what what's that one called uh that would be like raw i technically it'd be raw style i guess what's, the, the, what's the name kit. of the song yeah. though uh uh it's, i don't know it doesn't have, doesn't have a name don't oh, hold back nameless. is probably what it'll be called because ah. the vocal don't yeah. hold back but yeah it's just little ids i've been playing in my sets and i haven't really been producing like a, a ton like I've, yeah. I've been making a, a ton of stuff but not like that, like hardcore, like every day, eight hours in. Like I've been kind of like living life and touring yeah. and and finishing projects as I need to finish them. Yeah, you know, and like putting those to the top. Um, but I got way ahead of schedule this year, just producing super super heavy for a long time. And, yeah, and like I think you can be creative every day. <laughs> I think you can produce every day. But I do find myself having like big moments of like really concentrated like push, mm -hmm. and then backing off and you know yeah it's not that i'm not inspired it's never really that you know i can go get inspired easily yeah it's more just i think that's just the flow of it i mean i would say it's, it's how it works yeah it's almost like a muscle you know like it's like if you're in the habit of being creative daily uh and and doing that then it's not the hardest thing to maintain i feel like as long as you have the right balance so yeah. that you don't get burnt out obviously yeah um but or if you do get burnt out you give yourself a break yeah, yeah. go recharge yeah. yeah it's like maintenance phases yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's like yeah. kind sure. of a maintenance phase and then it's like okay let's get fucking huge yeah and then we do that phase <laughs> and then like okay let's like get really serious and then you, you cut you yeah because i feel like that's, that's the most good, serious phase. that's a good analogy yeah, yeah the bulk like bulking is like and cutting bulk <laughs> is like fuck, fuck it let's eat popeyes you know like, who cares 
but you still got to eat all the food and you still got to train your dick yeah. off. But the cut is like, okay, I have to train my dick off, but I also have to count my calories. Yeah. You know, like, fuck. <laughs> no which pie. one would you say is the bulking? Which one would you say is the cutting? I'm in a, ma- I'm in a maintenance with music right now, I think. <laughs> oh I think I'm in a maintenance with music. <laughs> cutting would be like right before the album drops. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I don't think it's as like spread out. I think the bulk is like... I don't know. Bulking and cutting have their have their challenges. I'm at the point in the bulk right now where I'm like, I could not eat food. Yeah. Which is rare. I'm like, that's how much food I've been eating. I'm like, all right, let's go. Yeah. You yeah. Know? It's like a chore almost. Yeah. But I want to be bigger than people. So I got to win. I got to win. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but my clothes don't fit. So, fuck. Whatever. Would you ever compete? Yeah. I want, to, I would love to compete. I'm yeah. like into bodybuilding. I like follow the sport. Yeah. Um, like hell I was yeah. watching the Mr. Olympia on the fucking cruise. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm into the sport. I like it cause it's fucking so weird. Um, it's just a weird, weird thing to cover your body in bronzer and wear a little, little <laughs> posing trunks and pose for the boys. I'm just picturing you up there with all your tats, just like, just cheetah print. Posing tr- out. <laughs> yeah. I would probably do classic. I don't think I could compete in open. I'm not big enough. Um, but I would probably do classic and, uh, I would love to, but I, can't, I travel too much, man. You, yeah. you got you can't travel for like two weeks before you compete because you'll get all watery and fucked up. I was gonna man. say because like that was that's definitely been a question uh, to me by some of my friends who have asked if I would ever compete, and I my answer is always the same. It's like, dude, if I have the time, like, but it wouldn't be until like it wouldn't be until like way later. Probably. Well, and I need 30s. more size, dude. Like, I gotta like you can't like, bro. To be competitive, you have yeah. to be fucking big. Yep. And like you. We all also know what is required to be competitive yeah, in bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, hey, Larry got third though in his uh, in I his competition. That. Yeah, he's like full natural. Right? Right? He's full natural. Full natty. Full natty. Larry who? Larry Gow. Oh, that's sick. L- oh Larry yeah, your Galston. buddy. Your buddy. Your buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. That's yeah. I mean, dude, there's dude. Bumstead looked great, natty. Yeah, I agree. He, he looks better now, but well, but, yeah. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, so I would love to compete. I mean, I obviously love bodybuilding. I love, like, physique. Because it's art. You know, you train, and you look different. Yeah. And it's sick, you yeah. know? Um, it's a cool <laughs> vibe. It's a cool sick. thing. I also think being strong is important. Being physically strong will make you mentally strong. I agree. And we have to be strong, like, in general. Yeah. You know, life is hard. Yeah. And we have to be tough to deal with life. Yeah. So, if you have that. I agree wholeheartedly with you. you know, yeah. Goes in and out. It's also like just good for you. Also, the reason why you need to lift weights is because it creates, bo- it creates bone density. There's nothing else that creates bone density. And if you create bone density, dude, you can be 70, start lifting weights and get your bones denser. Like that's actual scientific facts. You have to weight train into your late life. Yeah. Because you will live longer and you won't like break your fucking hip. Yeah. And you're like, oh god, my hip's broken, and yeah. then you just fucking, and then you die. I'll be weight, I'll I'll be weight training till I die. So seriously, it's real. This shit's real. I'm not I'm not fucking around. Right yeah. Now. Anyways, there you go. Weight train, gains. Oh, yeah. Well, very thankfully, all of us here are are into fitness like like yeah. that. Lifters, so lifters are just, winning. Just gotta eat more. Yeah, you do. Bulking yeah. is my issue. I just gotta eat more. And then when I'm done eating, you're not done eating. Keep eating. Yeah, you really have to do that. It's 11 a.m., eat. It's 3, okay, I have to eat. You, like, have to eat, period. No fucking questions. But you can densify your food. Yeah, mass yeah. gainer. You mm-hmm. can, yeah. Yeah, or like, like fruits and nuts. 
really dense in calories, but also good for you. Yeah. It's like raisins and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, you love raisins. I'm serious, bro. Raisins I'm not way out of serving it. of cashews and raisins. Bro, you can get 500 calories oh, in a handful. Dude, yeah, I just got these fucking right. salted dark chocolate Literally. cashews from Aldi's and that they are so fucking good. amazing. Yeah, I'm oh a big God. pistachio girl. Yeah, she yeah. eats pistachios like, like pistachios. Hell yeah. Spicy ones, they're good. Yeah. Now we know what to go and grab at Costco. Oh yeah, yeah we, we just we have some here. Well, we're, we have a grocery. Yeah, don't eat chicken breasts. They eat fucking thighs, man. There you go. Ribeyes, skirt steaks, sirloins. Nah, sirloins kind of lean. I'm like mentally writing these down right yeah, now. Yeah, you got to like, like up the... It's like fine. You're going to get fat, dude. Like whatever, That's bro. how you bolt. Yeah, I'm fat. My clothes don't fit. <laughs> hey, Niles Little Foo is in fucking immaculate shape and he eats like all kinds of meats, not just chicken breasts. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, it. I mean, yeah. If, I if you keep it. it clean, you can stay pretty, pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, I still have my top four abs, and I'm 100 fucking 88 pounds or something right now. Yeah. So, you know, there you you'd go. be surprised. Yeah. You probably look really. You could put on 20 pounds and still be shredded. I was. Uh, I mean, uh, I'll show you pics after of like what I used to look like back in 2019, 2018. I was a little fluffier yeah. uh, before the quarantine, and then quarantine, I got even more fluffy. And then right after quarantine was over, I just cut everything. Uh, yeah. So I kind of bulked for like three years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. I cut everything. Yeah. That's why you look sick. Thanks, man. You look sick too. Uh, thanks, bro. <laughs> See, this, this example A, we don't do this for the girls. We do it for the oh, boys. Right. Yeah, the, the bromance you see happening right now—that's no, that's yeah, why. It's definitely no, not, not for the, the girls. Yeah. The, the men. The yeah. men. Go for the men. If you work out to think that you're gonna get like all the girls in your DMs, you are sadly mistaken. Now you're gonna get it all the boys. Not it's mostly like just guys. It doesn't like, work. You look like, sick. Yeah. yeah. At the festivals, mostly dudes go up. Like, no, yeah. If you were, if you're bodybuilding, that ain't for the girls, man. Yeah. But but working out will get you girls. That's for sure. Nine out of lie at, at festivals, like everyone, like I, I, if I see someone's like super ripped, I go up and I let them like, yo, you ripped, bro. And you, the face, the face they make, they're like, thank you. Yeah. yeah it's like no, they yeah. haven't heard it. I'm like, <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> Normalized. Yeah, I swear she tells me I look big when I'm trying to, no. when she's trying to get on my good side. She's oh, like, yeah. you look jacked. Can I have $50? <laughs> <laughs> like, you're so oh, jacked. Yeah. <laughs> I would never do that. <laughs> she doesn't do that. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, um, I think we're about out of time. Um, but, dude, thank you so much for no, coming thank out. You guys. Thank you guys both, actually. Hell for yeah. Being here. Hell yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So, no, this was super, super eye opening. This, we... this was your first podcast, yeah. right? First podcast oh, yeah. ever. Podcast ever. virginity. Let's yeah. go. Congrats. Awesome. Yeah. What do you think of it? Your first, but it's not going to so be your fun. last podcast, I'm sure. You guys are all so fun. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do a good job. This is awesome. Thank I'm, you for having us. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait for uh, yours to start. Yeah. Text talks. Yeah, text that's talks? a really good like what? name for it. Dude, there you go. Yeah, text, text talks. talks. I didn't make it up, but text talks. There you go. That's sick. Some fans said it once. Like, this is like a text talk, dude. And I was oh, like, oh shit. Wow. <laughs> I was ranting on live about something. I'm sure. All right. Well, when I'm out in Vegas, I we'll have you on, Devin. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. You better. You promise. Go to the dragons. Piggy, piggy promise. Yeah, we'll go to the dragons layer. Yeah. Oh, dude, oh, I've been, been there. there. That place I'm is pretty sick. I'm gonna take your natty card and take you to the dragon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he's gonna take my yeah, natty gonna, card. Yeah, I'm gonna give you Anavar. Oh, <laughs> damn! Yeah. I hope you have a creative way of doing that. Yeah, you so. won't even know that. Yeah, I okay. Gave you <laughs> damn, this pump is good. Today. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, why am I just? Dude, I gotta so start working today. out with you more often, dude. Coming out here to Vegas more often. Yeah, I know we're gonna go to the dragons later. That's not, that's. Okay. So much I like bodybuilding. Okay. <laughs> All right, I'm down. I, I do like that place. It's so good. Dude. Yeah. 
So good. But anyways, uh, if you made it this far, thank you so much for being here. Uh, just wanted to give a quick shout out to our patrons. Um, thank you so much. If you guys didn't already know, we have a Patreon. And on this Patreon, uh, we have a Discord. We post bonus content. Um, and we sometimes occasionally do call-ins, uh, usually when we have non-guest episodes. Um, so if, that, if those are things that interest you, definitely go check that out. I'll have everyone's names on screen all of our patrons names on screen as i'm saying all of this um but seriously if you are a patron thank you so much you are a big reason why this podcast has been able to stay alive for this long and even if you're not a patron um we love you anyway thank you guys so much for watching and um for just being a part of the community and um everything we've built here but if you'd like to be a patron thank you yeah (laughs) (laughs) um and yeah uh what else do we want oh, to say? Here? Um, where can people find you yes. on social media, and what do you have coming up? Oh yeah, uh, little Texas, pretty much everywhere. You'll see it, and um, gonna, we're going to release an album later in the year or the beginning of next year, sometime. Uh, Full on tour is getting announced like Friday, uh, so I don't know when this comes out, but it'll probably be announced December by the time. 10th. Yeah. Okay, then it's yeah. definitely going to be. Out. So yeah, we're going on tour. Uh, check my socials. Uh, Full Europe tour in the summer. Um, which will Sick. get announced a little bit later. And then uh, definitely going to do the Diamond Dallas techno stuff. Yeah. You know, exactly. We're going yeah. to get back on that train for, for fun, you know, because yeah. why not? And um, yes, that's kind of it. New merch, new visuals, you know, we're just kind of all the stuff. He does have some really sick merch, by the way. Yeah, we're going to definitely do some go even, check it out. We're going to do some really cool merch stuff and uh, vinyl. Yeah. Vinyl Hell is yeah. coming. We got the vinyl. Oh, yeah. You were telling me already about in that the mail. Yesterday. Um, so we're going to release, you're going to have the opportunity to buy my albums on vinyl. Yeah. So that's about it. Yeah. Do the rave wonderland, uh, collab that you did. No, that was, was great. Sick. They, they that killed was it. Sick. Yeah. yeah. Cody does a great job. He's, he's an awesome artist and, uh, Hell yeah, he can read my mind. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, other than that, um, if you guys liked the episode, uh, leave a comment, leave a like, and, um, let us know who you would like to see on the episode. Oh, I got, uh, on the I podcast got, next. I got to yeah. do it for Mickey since she's not here. Um, smash that notification <laughs> bell, subscribe to the channel. Um, like it, comment, share it. Uh, uh, what else do I got to say? That's part of it. That's what she said. Yeah, yeah, that, no, your Mickey, that was your yeah. Mickey impression. Do you have a better one? Uh, no. My Mickey impression <laughs> is just, what's up, bitches? I'm back. <laughs> what's up, bitches? Again, smash that notification bell, like it, subscribe. We love you very much. Um, come back to the next episode and let us know what you want us, who you want us to interview. And um, yeah. Bye. We'll see you in two weeks for Dioro. Yeah. Very nice. Bye. Toodles. Later. Later. Mm-hmm.